guys. Uh, welcome to Ruin Hammer, another episode of Ruin Hammer, uh, episode 25, season two. G'day, bud. How are hey you? Hey, guys. I'm real good. How about you? How's things Mate, in your world? A uh, bit cold here in... Um, <laughs> Looks a bit chilly. Sydney, mate. Yeah, like here I am in my short sleeves. <laughs> like I, I don't really feel the cold too much, but I got um, got my Kiwis hoodie on. I got a beanie on. I got tracksuit pants, and you know I, I I'm up at three o'clock in the morning, start work at four o'clock every day, and I'm I'm out there in shorts and and a and a hoodie. Um, so I don't really feel the cold that much, but yeah, it's it's a bit cool tonight. Yeah, Very well, sun that time of year. Yeah. And yeah, as Arnie well, we got would some say, as Mr. Freeze, everybody too. Happening down here in Sydney too. Um, yes, yes, indeed. What's going on there, mate? Uh, well, you know, just watching the news tonight, where um, you know Sydney signers can't leave Sydney for the next week, and the seven council areas that uh, can't, mm. you know, travel interstate at the moment. Uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's pretty shit to be quite honest. Uh, it, it's. It just keeps. It reminds you that this thing is not going away. You know, it's it's, uh, it's not over. Not no. not by a long stretch. It just keeps no. popping up, and yeah, yeah. Got a couple of people I'm watching. Hey, hey, mum. My mum's tuned in. Um, she's also got my my nephew Nicholas. So, hey, Nicholas. Uncle Mark says hello. Hey guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks for thanks for watching. Victor Kiwi Kiwi has joined us. Matty Loader's joined us. Um, hey mate. Yeah, mate. Uh, How's your week been? My week's been a bit, bit disastrous, to be quite honest. Yeah. We had, the, we had the, the loss to the Warriors on the weekend. I went out and watched uh, my beloved North Sydney Bears girls play on um, on Saturday yeah. out at St Mary Stadium, and uh, they were leading uh, 24, uh, I think it was 24-18. Oh. St Mary scored, tied it up at 24, and then kicked a, a field goal. It was uglier than the Sean Johnson Cronulla Sharks field goal the other week. Mate, you should be used to this kind of thing. Um, mate, 25, 25, 24, they they went down. They dropped the top six. Oh, geez. Um, needed needed the top ranked uh, Cronulla Sharks to beat Helensburg Tigers, and the Tigers got up over the Sharks, so the Bears are out. Um, oh, and then, of course, no. we had the the Brooklyn Nets lose um, in the basketball the other day. So it's been a the, shit. The, the star-studded Brooklyn Nets, the yeah. uh, the new super team. I will actually give that a mention later on, uh, speaking of super teams. So stay tuned yeah. for a bit of an NBA reference coming up. Uh, myself, I've been I've been all right. Um, been a bit of a hectic start to week at work. The old ankle, though, is pulling up fine. I had a bit of a run around with the kids this afternoon. Oh, that's Gave good. a bit of a test, put a bit on a bit of footwork, you know, because that's my game. I'm, I'm a foot, I'm, you know, I'm yeah, well, speed and agility. That's what I've always been. Well, you, you know? need to get you, you. need to make sure you're ready because after the New South Wales Blues put another fifty points <laughs> in this weekend, you could get a call up. I'll get a call up. Yeah, they they, they definitely need a uh, a uh, non hard working prop second rower that takes two hit ups and makes eight tackles a game. That's what they yeah. need. <laughs> um, Levy Williams said KD still had a pumping game. No, he did. He played good for the for the Nets. But hey, uh, I'll tell you, KD. If he hadn't had his foot on the line in that uh, game seven against the Bucks, then that would have been it. You would, uh, you guys would have won because that was with like one second left. Mate, we had we had a five point lead, and and um, what's his name? Bearded idiot. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Harden. James Harden. James Harden goes for four three pointers in a row that he, he doesn't land, and all of a sudden we our five point lead became a, a two point deficit. And, oh, surely that's not James Harden. Come on, oh, he's not like mate. him to go for the glory play. Glory, Talk about selfish. 
<laughs> oh yeah, that, but that, that's that's into a T, I suppose. And yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is a fine line, as I said. Like if Katie's literally his toe was just on the line, that that was an unreal shot he made as well. That yeah. was a fantastic game seven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. That, that it had everything, and you know, yeah, you you, you 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 lost to a pretty good team. Yeah, yeah, the Greek freak. He is one yeah. of a player, and and Tenti to a compo, hardest name since Fasua Malawi. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What's Joseph Whitey? Oh, Joseph Whitey got absolutely soaked at the game on the weekend, bro. I went to the game one uh, game twenty twenty last season at Newcastle, and I reckon it was worse conditions last year than what you sat through on the weekend. But it always makes it worse when you're watching a loss. But Joseph, I feel so sorry for you, buddy. Going and seeing that live. Oh, speaking oh, of which, yeah. speaking of which, let, yes, we, we should probably talk about it. Um, that round 15 game against the Knights. Uh, yeah. It was the, oh, yeah, right. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, it was the Mark Hughes beanie for brain cancer round. I've mm. got my Mark Hughes yep. beanie on from a couple of years ago, um, which is almost an, always an emotional round in the NRL, uh, particularly yes. yeah, at Newcastle um, with the history surrounding Mark Hughes. Um, as expected, there were some changes to the game day 17. Uh, Rocco Berry withdrew with that hamstring complaint, which saw Adam Pompey move into the centres. Uh, Bunty Afoa eliminated from the bench altogether. Uh, young Taniela Otacolo named to make his debut, which was great. Uh, becoming Warrior. Excited to see him. Yeah. yeah. Warrior 261. Um, Kiora, TK, how are you, bro? And um, hey, TK. Mitch Pierce uh, was a massive inclusion for the Knights. Yes, uh, he, he absolutely was. Yeah. yeah. Um, me worried. Mate, it was it was just one of those games. Uh, yeah. First half, you know, Knights kick off. We go through our set, um, put a bomb up. Knights knock on. We start the set, prime position on the Knights forty, and uh, from you know tackle one from the scrum. Uh, Reese Walsh turns the ball over uh, with a pretty basic error. Yeah, I mean that was your stock standard absolute lollipop drop. And yep. kind of set the tone, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And then, you know, um, our third set of the game, we get the ball on our own 30. Uh, and then for some reason on tackle five, Cody decides to run it on the last tackle and gets tackled on the Knights 40 metre line. Like, you know, it, it, it was a it was a nothing play. Oh. It wasn't the first time it happened. Like, it wasn't the last time it happened in the game either where we got caught on last tackle. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this a bit more later on when we talk about the halves, but it's 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 about picking and choosing your moment, and we're just yeah. we're just getting that wrong. Both both guys, they just got it wrong almost every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, a couple more sets. Hang on, bro. My my screen's frozen here. That's uh, all right. We we we're not missing much. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah, yeah. Cody got caught on the forty meter line. Yep. Um, uh, turned over. There we go. Where's my mouse? There it is. Um, yeah, we, we lost Jazz to a HIA. We saw Otacolo come on probably fourteen minutes into the game. Yeah, a lot um, earlier than than anticipated, and probably a lot earlier than Brownie would have liked as well. Still, still in the softening yeah, up period there. Absolutely. Uh, we had that one set where. When Newcastle put a kick in, Walsh caught it uh, in spectacular fashion, avoiding a Mitch Barnett tackle, and then raced 
uh, away just down that's what that Walshie does. Walshie doing what Walshie does at the moment. Absolutely. Scintillating. Um, tackled two metres short of the line by Jaden Braley. And Jaden Braley, what a chase. I mean, yeah, of all, of all people, the hooker's there yeah. to, to drag him down short of the line. And um, we seem to just go in slow motion after that. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we did. We, had, we got a set restart in that set. And then we, we pushed the pass out to the right. And then RTS throws a forward pass, which you and Aitken bundles into touch anyway. Yeah, it was, it was never on. Uh, the, no. pass, the pass was just, you know, terrible. Yeah, it and was. No, no chance for Aitken to catch that. Um, no. Um, yeah. we, re- we didn't capitalise on the, on the breeze that we had at our back either. Our kicking no. game was just poor. It was, it was poor. Um, which we, we continually say week in, week out. But we're not learning. Um, not, not at all. No. If it's not straight to the man on the fall then it's just uh, hoik it up in the air on the last tackle, hope for the best. Yeah. When have we got a result out of that in the last two, three years? Never. So it seems to be Very one of our pet plays. And it just, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. But the kicking game is, there's either we're kicking for the sake of it, or there's not too much thought, or there's not enough time. The guys aren't having enough time to get positioned and place their kick, or they're just, they're just not kickers. Our chasers aren't chasing through either. Yeah. No I, I don't know now whether that... That, that rule that's been brought in where, you know, um, you can't touch, touch a guy in the air when he's yeah. going for a kick, whether they just think, well, it's, it's not, not worth, worth getting penalised. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not worth the risk of, of what they're marching down the field again. But we're not putting ourselves in the contest. Nah, nah. We're not putting ourselves in the contest, you know. Um, we then have, uh, we have a set where uh, Sean O'Sullivan gets penalised for obstruction on the third tackle. Uh, yeah. And our next set, Ciro drops the ball in the play the ball on the third tackle. And then uh, Knights get a set. They force a dropout. Um, they they are attacking our line. Luckily enough, a loose pass goes to ground. Ewan Aitkins picks up that ball and races 90 metres to, to score. He had no right to score that try. He should have been tackled. If, um, if, yeah, if Dominic correct. Young knew how to tackle... Uh, he could have brought just, him down. Didn't just decide to scratch his back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no, they, they, they look like they had him covered the whole way. Um, he, yeah. I, I must admit, he, he did show a little bit more pace than I thought he had. Um, he, he's, all, he's always a, uh, been a, a hard runner of the ball too. That's that's what I was thinking. It's a strong running game that is yep. probably his asset. But yeah, he showed he showed a, um, enough speed there. Interestingly uh, enough, it was Jaden Braley that was the, the one man still chasing him down. Um, <laughs> the speed machine, Jaden Braley. We'll go with that, will we? Yeah, absolutely. The fastest hooker in existence. <laughs> um, Nikarima's got an ankle injury, so Reese Walsh, who had a knee injury, uh, steps up and nails the conversion from the sideline. Uh, that was Michael Whitlock, wasn't it? Yeah, I was thinking man. that. It's same conditions, bucketing down with rain, blowing a gale, and he just got that big arc on it. Is there and, nothing um, that kid can't do? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, He's going to take over the goal kicking. He's gonna, yeah, exactly. Jack of all trades. Master yeah, of all. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, uh, it, as in true Warriors fashion, uh, the Knights kick off. We have three guys standing around uh, looking at the ball. It bounces, uh, bounces into the end goal, picked up by Leeson Armel, who is forced, uh, caught in goal, so a forced dropout from the, the Knights. Um, we send the dropout 55 metres. The Knights go through their set. They earn another forced dropout. Um, we drop out that kick 50 metres. 
Uh, Knights go through their set. They get a penalty late in the set, and then Fitzgibbon scores uh, on that on our uh, right edge, their left edge, and it it it, it was kind of that. That whole period of play, that two, three minutes of play was the yeah. ma- massive turning point because we should have been wasn't up the it? other end. Wasn't of the it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And instead, you know, the Knights score points on us. Um, yeah, okay. it was it just... I'm sure that if you ask all the coaches in the NRL, what are your top three coach-killing plays? I'm pretty sure almost all of them will say not having a solid set after scoring points. So yep. it's making a mistake or not getting a good kick away. Yep. It's so important. You get the momentum back uh, or you, you have the momentum from scoring points, then you just hand it straight back. Like I know this, it, we seem to talk about this every single game. Every single game, it seems to happen at least once for us. It's, it's the difference between the top sides and the, the not top sides, basically. Absolute um, you don't cardinal sin. Absolute yeah. cardinal sin of the game. Yep. You don't see the top sides making these no. mistakes. Not like they do, like we do week in, week out. Um, yeah. Uh, does, your, does your head in. Just does oh, your head mate, in, doesn't it? <laughs> mate, it's, it's those kind of mistakes. And then it's not capitalising on um, the areas of the game that are working into our play. So Fitzgibbon gets sin-binned for a high shot on Cody. And we really... Don't pressure the knights at all. We 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 have oh, a set where um, immediately after him going to the sin bin, where we're starting on the, the knights thirty. Um, Sean O'Sullivan puts a grubber kick in on tackle four for nobody. Not for nobody. Um, there, oh, there was there was maybe yeah, a forward in the proximity. You know, was that was a, it. Yeah, it was a poor set with um, no. You know, we had a, a player advantage at that point. We should have been really working. You know, to the last tackle, trying to get a, a forced dropout. Mm. Um, we don't get that. And then our next set down there with uh, Fitzgibbon still in the sin bin, uh, we get Walsh attempts a 40-20. Um, he's about five metres off the mark. We managed to get a, uh, a set starting off our own 15 after the Knights work out their way up. We get a mm. uh, set restart on tackle two. Col- Tohu Harris splits the defence, um, gets us into good field position. Uh, we get another set restart and then Two tackles later, we send the ball wide to Montoya, and it's the ball goes over the sideline. Like Montoya is getting pushed over the sideline, he throws it back in, hits into Curran's body, and the ball goes out. And it's just we have we haven't taken advantage of um, you know things that are going our way in the game in in terms of possession. Super clunky. There was just no fluency to our attack whatsoever. Yeah, and that was a prime example of it. Yep. Um, uh, we're just getting a couple of uh, questions coming through here. Um, TK is asking, how do you all think Chad will go? Uh, we're going to talk about Chad Townsend. I think we it's a, certainly a, will. Breaking news tonight. Signing. Yep. Um, are there any other kids up uh, through the grades that are under the radar? Not that I know of. Um, is there a hooker named Temple something? I think his first name's Temple. Um, oh yeah, Charlie yeah, yeah. Charlie Ras is a big fan of of that kid. Temple I think he Cali- might still Calipo? be development. Calipo or something like that. Yeah, he might still be development though. Um, we've got Isaiah Vungana coming through as yeah, well. Of course, yeah. Uh, Shout out to Big Joe, Gyrus Glazumina, uh, Jacob Laban, uh, yeah, Pride Pedersen Rabadi. Yeah, yeah. Got, some of those guys are all playing up at Redcliffe at the moment. Uh, 
Marky Gamonga said we should have scored with the binnings. I agree. Absolutely. Christian Catley's uh, apologising for being late. Well, mate, you go to the office and get a late note from the principal, please. So you might have to get yeah. a register for that one. Yep. Yep. Um, what do we got here? The first break that Walsh made, he should have tried to chip over the, the middle in goal towards the goalpost. Yeah, he probably should have. Yeah. Um, I guess he probably looked up and saw Brayley and was going to back his back his pace. Siala. Uh, Says Kate Cuss for 2020, uh, 2022 with a question mark. Yeah, I don't know if I'm sold on that. Yeah. Uh, Mark Mokai says we have no one with footy IQ. Just dumb. I, I agree I'd that. agree. I'd, I'd 100% agree with that, Mark. It's yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? It goes back to what we're saying before, making these basic cardinal sins. Yeah. Cardinal errors. Just, just not. And kicking game. There's no thoughts of the kicking game. There's no organization. So, yeah, I think you're spot on there. My mum says, I hope they don't target Reese in the origin. Well, I mean, you're talking about the the best 17 players in New South Wales. I guarantee they will be targeting targeting Reese Walsh. The, no, surely you'll just give him a saloon passage, won't you? The beauty that we have with <laughs> Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh reminds me of James Maloney, where if he makes an error in the game, it's water off a duck's back and he's not yeah. going to try the same thing again. Um, and we saw that. Uh, Isn't the Tigers it? game where he threw yeah, the pass right. and almost got intercepted and tries it again next play and sets up a try? So, yeah, uh, Reese Walsh is definitely going to absolutely kill it in Origin. Uh, I disagree, Nicholas McCurcher. I don't think he'll get any chance to kill it. I think it's going to be a one-sided affair. <laughs> I, I look. I hope he does because the downside of him having a shocker may well flow flow over into his club form, and we can't afford that. No. No, um, so at least one player playing with confidence. So come on, mate. You've got to be like supporting the Maroons in this game. Secretly. Any word on the Lodge saga? No, nothing at this stage no. at our end. I haven't heard anything. It was nothing uh, more than a comment from Andrew Voss at the start of the game last week that was more well, or less right. a throwaway line. So it was literally was. they're looking at they're looking at Lodge. And there's been rumors for a long time about Lodge, and that's all they are at the moment, rumors. So and the reason that he's always linked with the Warriors is because uh, his partner is Peter O'Sullivan's yep. uh, daughter. Um, so you know he's Sean O'Sullivan's um brother-in-law. Brother. So there's a link to the Warriors. A nepot- nepotistic link, yeah. Yeah, but but that's it at the moment. Uh, is there more Aussie junior talent looking to impress the Warriors for first grade opportunities after Walsh getting picked up? Mark, I would say that the best opportunity to find um, talented uh, young players in Australia would be in that Queensland Cup competition. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, there's a lot of really good um, guys running around in that competition. Uh, and well, you've seen, picked up JTB from there as well. Correct. Queensland um, Cup. You know, you, you look at Jaden Campbell, he got pulled up from yep. um, the Seagulls, uh, Tweed Seagulls. He's going to be some player, that Jaden yeah. Campbell. Uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a guy, is it Cameron Cullen? Yeah, Cameron um, Cullen previously played for the Titans of the Manly, a little bit of first yep. grade. Uh, he's playing for yep. Redcliffe, a lot of raps yeah. on him. So he could be a very realistic option. Yeah, and there's a couple of young guys coming through at Burley Bears as well who, who mm. look quite good. So, I mean, there's a, there is a talent pool up there in Queensland. Um, but I know now uh, Phil Gould is back in New, is over in New Zealand at the moment. He flew out yesterday or Monday, mm. um, as is most of the uh, New Zealand-based Warriors. They all flew home yeah. for this long uh, extended break that Same they get. Period. They get the week off. Yep. 
Yeah, so they don't have to be back in Australia until early next week. Um, so they've gone home to, to recharge. And I kind of, I spoke to uh, Rob about this on the weekend. I kind of thought that it was similar to the the period last year where Ken and Fuss and King and Ignatius Parsi were heading yeah. home and their, their head was Head's somewhere else quite, in, in a couple of games. Quite in the game, yeah. It, it I, I've got a funny feeling a it could have been the same on the weekend mm. uh, with some of the boys already one foot on the plane, ready to head home and see exactly. family that they haven't seen yep. since Christmas, basically. Because, um, you know, bearing in mind, they've been here since the 4th of January. So, yeah, correct. you know, I know they've got uh, partners or immediate um, families here, but I know, you know, these guys like Jazz, who've got no one here with him, uh, he's gone home and uh, I know a lot of the other New Zealand boys have too. So, yeah. Um, in saying that, you know, uh, Phil Gould's gone back home to have a look and start setting up the development pathway. So, you know, we've got a great nursery of, of players coming through. And you just have to look at some of those players that we weren't able to keep hold of yep. that have gone on to bigger and better things. Jerome Hughes, um, Joey Manu, yeah. uh, Brandon Smith. You know, you, you think back to the mid-2000s, where you, you talk about uh, Benji Marshall, Jordan Rapina. Yeah, uh, all those guys, guys that came like through the Kibra Park. Yeah, a lot of those guys that, yeah. that came through that system as well. Um, yeah, uh, Isaac Liu and the forward from Canberra. His Which one? Won't, won't get Joseph off Tarpanay? Tarpanay, that's it. Yeah. Um, have we signed Widdop? Not that I know of. Uh, I think that, that'll be happening. I think that's all uh, just I think if we've signed rumour. I think, if, uh, I think if we've signed Chad Townsend, we're not going after Widdop. No. Nah. Uh, Let's hope they can fly back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's at the moment, it's all more so they flew out before all this COVID stuff happened. So they'll be able to fly back in. Yeah. Uh, I think if they tried to fly out now, they wouldn't. Mm. Uh, and Mark Mockai says, no, not getting released, as in uh, Widdop. So he'll yeah, the, so Warrington came out and said they weren't going to be releasing him. Um, yep. And there, there was talk that George Williams was going to go back over there. Um, I'm not sure about his situation I, I know he's gone back to the uk there was talk about him going back to wigan or that might end up at warrington but warrington like literally just came out and said no no it's not nothing would yeah. not going anywhere would happy here and all this stuff so how much of it is true how much of it is a big media beat up all i know is he won't end up at the warriors no and that's why we we i mean there's so many rumors that are flying around and yeah. you know two of them have proven to be correct with the dallin watani zelezniak and now chad the chad townsend, townsend thing yeah. but um you know there's enough there's enough pages out there that post um, the story, the rumor stories that we just feel it's not something that we do. So we wait until there's a, a confirmed uh, report from either the club or the player involved. Otherwise, until we you know, get, you, yeah, that email yeah. from the club, or like you said, they say they, you hear it from the horse's mouth and yep. we're not we're probably going to be given too much more um, oxygen to these uh, wild rumors. No, no, no. We will kind of wait. Uh, until you know we get um, till we get uh, confirmation mm. from the club on any of these other things. Um, Townsend will probably start against the Dragons. I, I think he will. And how do you feel about DWZ signing? I think it gives us some much needed pace out wide. Yes. Uh, if one thing he, he's got is his speed, he may have feet for hands at times. Um, that, that, that's 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 my thing as well. I'm just yeah. like, uh... but um, but you know what. Manu had feet for hands and, you know, he was a, you know, when he's on, he's on. Uh, DWZ is the same. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, he can be awful. Um, so let's just make sure he's firmly uh, switched on. Yeah. 
exactly. Um, back to the game on the weekend, the second half. Uh, Warriors kicked off. We get the ball from the kickoff. Uh, and, and there was a passage of play here for the first probably six or seven minutes where we had a couple of different sets where we had options uh, and probably should have scored points. Yes. Uh, that, that, that set, uh, we get the ball. I think the ball ends up in Jazz's hands and he, he puts a kick in, man fields it on the five uh, on their five-meter line. They go for a set. Yeah. Um, we, we have our next set. Cody puts Katoa through a massive hole. But then um, Sean O'Sullivan's tackled on the last play, uh, you know, 10 meters out from the line with no real... It was baffling stuff. It yeah. really was. It's like the halves getting caught on the second to last tackle or on the last tackle. Yep. And... Um, we, we go through another set where uh, Walsh puts a bomb up. It's caught by Kartaya. Uh, he puts a second kick in or he passes to Roger. Roger puts a second kick in, I think. Uh, Man knocks on, being tackled by Roger. And Curran knocks on five metres out. And yeah. One of those things where, um, you know, we, we get the next set. Uh, and from that set, so, um, O'Sullivan puts a kick in and Walsh comes up with the ball. But he's a uh, great take from a bomb. But he, he lands one metre short of the line. And it's a turnover, and then we really don't get any more, um, any more good ball for the rest of the game. You know, it's all it's all Newcastle after that. That that was our shot. And look, you can you you can you can forgive Joshy Curran for not picking up that ball on the fly. Yeah. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Like the commentators were all like, "Oh, if he just picked that up, he would have scored." But like he's racing through 100 miles an hour um, yeah. forward to reach down and pick that up. So. He'd be forgiven for that, but we had the whole set after that. And it it was just, we just didn't really look like scoring. No, no. It didn't look like it. The Clifford kicking game really put uh, Walsh under pressure. There was the one where he came up with uh, the drop ball uh, and RTS is in front, uh, penalty for offside. Nothing you could do. If he doesn't clean that up, it's it's a try. So, you know, that, that, that got us back to six all. Yeah. In difficult kicking um, conditions, but it was a gift two points. We get the, the force dropout where RTS shadows the ball over the dead ball line, and it's that ridiculous rule, which I'm going to talk about later, where the ball hadn't bounced, it touches him on the leg, mm. and um, we, we burn a captain's challenge on that, you know? Um, yeah, it's it was just some of those things were... Again, it's just baffling. It's just baffling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, there's the other one uh, a bit later on where Clifford goes for the 40-20, Reese Walsh with his That's right. steps out and then he comes back into the field of play, but he hasn't it touched was, the ground. So his name to be out. To have not re-entered the field of play. Yeah. Yep. That little technical rule. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, probably the, the, the one that killed us was uh, late in the half where we, we set up for a field goal. It's charged down. And then on tackle two of the next set, we oh. go for the field goal instead of playing out the set, you know, and, and Walsh, sprays the ball wide. And I'm not blaming Walsh for, you know, spraying the ball wide. It's just a lot of pressure put on a young kid on tackle two. We, we should have played that set out and, you know, tried to go for points. You uh, and I spoke for about this at, yeah. afterwards and we're like, is this a knee-jerk reaction from uh, the fact that we took five tackles to attempt it in Townsville yes. against the Cowboys and we'd sort of blown it there? Well, this time we just blew it just a couple of tackles earlier. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, someone's commented. Uh, to, to, uh, Townsend is only a short-term fix. What happens next year? 
Someone said, uh, Joseph says, uh, DWZ fullback and Walsh in halves. No way. Um, yeah, if you nah. Walsh in halves, you move Roger back to fullback. I noticed on the weekend uh, when I put myself through that torture of watching that game again, um, Roger didn't touch the ball until the 13th minute. Yeah. You know, playing out on the wing, we're, we're losing uh, his effectiveness. We lose a lot. Yeah. yeah, you do. The impact, um, the kick returns, the uh, all that. The, uh, the Knights get their, their match-winning try. Tuala splits the defence. It was a poor effort from Kane Evans. Um, yeah. Made no effort at all uh, mm. on the inside there to uh, to try and uh, stop that play. And, and then, you know, he gets Tuala gets tackled short of the line and then uh, Knights go left side and, and um, Brody Jones, the necklace Brody Jones, scores, uh, <laughs> scores in the corner. Um, he needs a give a neck to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's they did what we couldn't do and just put on a few decent passes out wide, found us short, and that was that was all she wrote. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I said to you with about 10 15 to go, this is going to be 8 6. I yeah. could see that we were just going to give away a penalty, but 10 6, it may as well be something. I said, one more score and we're gone. Yeah, that's it. And yep. we were, yeah. Um, the interesting thing at the end of the game was there was a minute 10 left on the clock, and the Knights get a penalty and, and Murdoch Masilla's sin bin. And I don't know why the Knights didn't just go for a kick goal and, and wind down the clock. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? I they think took the, I... the tap, they lost the ball, they got the captain's challenge and they won that and, he, and then got a penalty. And even then, with 30 seconds left on the clock, they still decided to keep ball in hand. Now, if, if we had got an intercept uh, or something at that point in time, uh, yeah, just what do you think it's like, a no-brainer? Like, because oh, Vossi in the commentary box is going, "Oh, you don't want to risk it because it only takes a certain amount of time off the clock." But, geez, the way that we were playing, we 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 weren't going to score like, nah, look like scoring the whole game, nah, let alone pull one out of the fire in the last thirty seconds or so. Because he he, how much time are they allowed for a penalty kick? Is like about thirty seconds or something. Yeah. Yep. So he would, yeah, that would have given us 30 seconds to score in a match that we hadn't looked like. I know, I, was, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah. sure, you just take the kick it. And like, even if he, if he kicks the goal, they're up by six. So the Warriors have to score a converted try yeah. to take it into goal. Just to take yeah. it into golden point. It's, it's, it's a pretty safe play. I would have, I would have thought. But anyway. Um. We've got the weather conditions ultimately proved to be the difference. Unfair expectations from Sully to make something happen. It is now next cap off the rank to be ravaged from fans. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But in saying that, he still had some poor very last tackle options on the weekend, um, which has probably prompted the knee-jerk reaction of him chasing Chad Townsend, who's who's running around in reserve grade for Cronulla. Uh, It says a lot, doesn't it? that yeah, we does. are basically loaning a player for the back end of the season to try yeah. and um, fill our woes in the halves. Um, it's, it's just funny that... Um, uh, no, it's all right. I'll keep that thought to myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so some interesting game stats. The, uh, the Warriors overall only had 44% possession, but the second half they had 60% possession. So that just goes to show how much possession the, the Knights had in that first half. Um, Newcastle had 10 extra sets in the game. We had a uh, completion rate of 68%, um, 30 from 44 sets. The Knights had like 
54 sets in that game. They had 10 extra sets. Um, yeah, aside from that, we only forced two forced dropouts. The Knights forced five. We only had three set restarts. The Knights had seven. Um, players over 100 metres. Aiken, 186 metres. But yeah, you 90 if the mid one hit. Then we're in one run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Walsh with 178. RTS, 133. It's the lowest I can remember from RTS. Um, yeah, he's normally around the 200 mark at least. Yeah. Uh, Harris, 117. AFB, 111. So that, I mean, good news for us. We actually got two forwards into the the 100 metre uh, this week. Um, Not exactly Harris, something to like, you know, no. pop the well, champagne over, but you know. Well, I've got some interesting tale of the tape comparisons that somebody posted on one of the sites and I did, uh, I don't know which one it was, um, but uh, our male's 60 metres over 36 minutes, Evans 71 metres in 28 minutes, Katoa 73 metres in 63 minutes, BMM 82 metres in 36 minutes and AFB 111 metres in 58 minutes for a total of 397 metres in 221 minutes. In comparison, Daniel Saifidi, 200 metres in 60 minutes and Clemmer, 196 metres in 50 minutes. 396 metres between those two in 110 minutes. So, you know, it just shows um, two things. We're not getting the effectiveness out of our forwards, our middle forwards. And I've, I've said it for a couple of weeks um, that the I'm rotation. not... Yeah, the bench rotation... Uh, from Nathan Brown is really confusing me. You know, it's we've seen games weird. where, where uh, Bunty Afar, I was at the game the previous week against Melbourne, and it took uh, 60 minutes before Bunty Afar actually got on the field. Um, you know, He's itching to get on. You can see him there, yeah. like, tapping his feet, pacing around. When yeah. am I going to get on, you coach? Know, um, uh, do you think we're missing Egan delivery of the pass from half? Well, Mate, it's only one game that he hasn't played. So, uh, and, and I must say, um, I thought Otokolo's um, service for dummy half was really, really mm. good when he came on. Mm. Uh, they do say he's got a bit of a running game. So I would have liked to have seen him. That's that's what I'd heard about half. him. They said he was a real yeah. uh, data dummy half attacking hooker. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Egan gives us a lot of... Um, Composure in the middle of the field, and, and Egan's defensive game is crucial to us. That's where we miss Wade Egan. Is defensive? He's, he's always up around 40, 50 tackles. Yeah. Uh, do you know what's happening with Fusatua? Is he in Australia? Is he fit mentally and physically? Can we expect him to play? I caught up with um, Dave Fusatua last week at the Melbourne game. Mm. He is in Australia. Uh, <clears throat> he uh, seemed fine mentally. Yep. Uh, he has got a bit of a hamstring complaint. But he said that he should be back in a couple of weeks, um, so which is good news because there was a mm. lot of stories flying around about Dave Fusatua. Yeah, um, we'd all love to see the Fuss back in the team at his absolute best. He's he, when he's on an absolute asset. Who would ever forget the twenty-three tries in twenty eighteen? Yeah. You know, if he can get back to anything like that kind of form, then he's one man we need in our team. Uh, Bunty has been bad, though. This is from Mark Roberts. His last game, he only made four runs in 22 minutes. Well, that was the game I'm talking about. He's come on in the 60th minute against a Melbourne Storm. Yeah. And and then we went through a period where we had no ball yeah. for eight minutes. So 
I've always maintained that Bunty, for me, is that that bench forward that you want to bring on at the 20-minute mark in the first half. You know, you take a Ben Murdoch Masilla or, or Adam Fanua Blake or Jermaine Tanel Brown or wherever it is that you, you're starting in that front row and you bring them off and you inject Bunty into that, that part mm. of the game. That's where you get his um, where you get the most effective effectiveness, effectiveness out yeah. of Bunty Afol because he, he's right. never he's, he's never going to die wondering. He'll take on the line, you know, a yeah. hundred mile an hour. I reckon the back we get fence more, every time. Yeah, I reckon we get more benefit out of Bunty than we do Leeson Armel, which is probably the reason why they've re-signed Bunty and not Leeson Armel at this point in time. Yeah, greater uh, impact, younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a couple of chatter, a bit of chatter about Egan, um, mm. just people saying that. Uh, but where does the fuss fit now that we have back three of Ratias, Golden Boy, and DWZ? That's a, a good question, um, but it's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's, um, it's been a season of injuries. Let's not forget, um, you know. That's assuming right. that it it's, that's us, assuming that they all depth. stay fit for the rest of the season. I mean, he's a yeah. if, he, if he can get back into the team, and as I said before, if he can recapture his best form, then he'll be a very uh, very good asset to the side. Get get back to his finishing best in the corner, you know, fuss in the corner. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Ciala says uh, people expect every hooker to be like Harry Grant, Brandon Smith, and Damian Cook. Yeah, I well, agree. that's it. That's it. Like they're, they're all they're all different. Like you're talking about yeah, the very right. best examples of hookers in our game at the moment. Yeah, and um, it just happens the Storm have two of them. For me, for me, uh, I think with more development and game time, because people have to remember that Wade Egan was a backup hooker at Penrith when we bought him, mm. and then even last year he he wasn't an eighty minute hooker. He was only playing. 50 to 60 minutes if he's if him, he's lucky. Him and Lawton were sharing the hooking yeah. duties. Yeah. It's only now that he's been coached by an ex-hooker in Nathan Brown can see a lot in him, in his game. And and I can too. I wasn't sold on Wade Egan last year, but I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of what he can bring to our side. And I find I think Wade Egan can end up being a similar hooker to what Reed Marnie is for uh, yeah. Parramatta. Um so yeah, we'll have to just have to wait and see um, with with Egan. Uh, but uh, I, I'd implore people just to give him a, a chance. You've got to remember, you know, this is we're, we're what fifteen games into a, into a season where this is the first season that he's been playing eighty minutes at hooker. Yeah. So uh, in, in the middle of the park, you know, his his tackle efficiency is nearly at a hundred percent. He doesn't miss many tackles. He makes fifty odd a game. Uh, he's worth he's worth his weight to us. He did start the year injured as well. Remember, he yeah. picked up that injury in the trial. Mark, probably Mark Robertson said fitness. he's coming back off surgery from last year as well. Yeah, so. ex- yeah, yeah. exactly. So he's, he, he's up against it from the start. Yep. And the club, um, as we can see and what we've heard, are heavily invested in Egan. Yes. And um, they're, they're willing to be patient and give him the time that he needs to yep. settle into his role. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our problem is our halves. <laughs> yes. Um, that, that's that's where we lack uh, is we don't have a game managing half. We don't have a you know that that game winning half. Um, exactly right, and we will we will be getting into that uh, very shortly. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, but enough about the. Uh, let's let's the cast world. that game aside yeah. and let's let's let's, let's go through the results. Of last round. So uh, Thursday night we had South. 
46 versus the Broncos nil. Uh, South's named Blake Taff. Uh, he was named on the bench uh, to make his debut uh, with uh, Benji Marshall unavailable due to the birth of his daughter. Uh, so congratulations to yeah, Big Ben. Congrats, Benji boy. Um, South looked a little disjointed in their early attack. The Broncos had some really good uh, early defence to hold out the Rabbits. I thought the Rabbits probably could have scored a little bit earlier uh, than what they did. Uh, they did open the scoring with a try to Latrell Mitchell. Uh, the Broncos had to go through a major reshuffle of their back line. They lost both Jesse Arthurs and Selwyn Cobbo to uh, game-ending HIAs. Yeah. Um, the Rabbits with so much ball, they went into halftime 18-0 up. And the second half saw a continuation of that Rabbits dominance. Um, it's fair to say that the Carmichael Hunt experiment hasn't worked. Uh, he was virtually unseen in the first half with only one touch, and I think his second half wasn't much better. I, I, I think uh, yeah, 12 years out of the game is a long, a long time. time. Yeah. A long, long time. The game yeah. has changed a lot since 2009. It has. And to come back in as a 34-year-old and be expected to pick up where you left off, basically, yeah. It's, well, uh, that's the thing. I think, they, I think they probably wanted him to try and be that the game manager that every team's looking for. But, but has he ever been that? Has no, he ever he shown hasn't. that he's been that? He hasn't. Never. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. It's uh, a Hail Mary. It's, it's just got to be a pure Hail Mary from old Kevy. Well, um, mate, you're, we're going to discuss that now. Set the sticks. Again, what is again. going on with the Broncos? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it takes a bit of the pressure off Millie and her, um, and her, her Canberra Raiders, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Friday night, mate. First game. Friday night. This was uh, this was a game I was looking forward to watching, and it didn't didn't disappoint. Sharks twenty six over the Cowboys twenty four. Um, yeah, as we said, like these two teams are playing very similar type footy, and it was always going to be a pretty even contest. Um, and the Cowboys at home again, playing their fifth game in Queensland in six weeks, and their fourth game at home in that period. Um, they they had uh, they nearly struck early with the try to the hammer, yep. Off the drink water kick. The Sharks makeshift winner Connor Tracy scoring first off a of a uh, Shawnee Johnson grubber. Yep. He's a handy player that Connor Tracy, isn't he? He, can, he like is, he can yeah. fit in anywhere. Yeah, um, playing on the wing, but he he looks right at home in the halves as well. I would say, and I, I dare suggest they may be uh, grooming him for a halves position later down the line. But yep. the Cowboys kick out on the full. And Aaron Woods scores off the next set. A very simple crash play. It wasn't looking good for the Cowboys at this point. The Sharks going up 12-0. New signing Tom Dearden, though, shows uh, some signs of life and uh, puts a little show and go on, scores a nice little solo try. And our old mate, Lockie Burr, some yep. great footwork at line, bursts through. 40-meter run before being run down millimeters from the line and set up a try to Queensland debutant Francis Molo. Who saw that coming? Yeah, I know. Uh, Frank Molo, sorry. Molo, anyway. He's signed um, for the Dragons next year, hasn't he? I think he has. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he has, yeah. Yeah, old, old big uh, Frankie Molo, Queensland debutant, so congrats to him. Um, the Sharks Sharks leading 20 points to 12 at halftime, and the second half becomes a frustrating watch. Both teams showing discipline errors, poor execution, and Cole, F- Cole Felt, he, he's an absolute try sneak, this guy. He is, uh, Two late tries, setting up a possible grandstand finish. That one, the second one where he just like did a quick little. Just ridiculous, wasn't it? <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> I've never seen that before. No, but it shows it shows he's a thinking thinking man's winger. Yeah. Um, to come up with that, um, sharks sharks held on for the wing and the Reese Robson sin bin is another example of 
of the ridiculous rule is sort of how yeah. ridiculous the rule has gotten with, um, you know, bent back, going in for a tackle, Tolman falling into it clearly. And Sinbina, that, 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 you know, extinguished any hopes of a, of a grandstand finish there. That 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 um that's similar to the Fitzgibbon sim yeah, bidding in the game. Second game that we had on second game on Friday. Yeah, mate. Um, that that Reese Robson sin bidding. Mm. That that was similar to um the Fitzgibbon one in our game where mm. Cody was Cody was pretty low to the ground. Fitzgibbon it was actually almost lying on the ground when he hit him. Um, yeah, you know, so I don't know how much. Yeah, I, I know it's. I know it's what it is. Hey, um, just a quick one. Caden Rogers says, as a New South Wales man, despite Reese Walsh's amazing season so far, are Queensland really completely out of options in the fullback position, and therefore Walsh is the only man left, so to speak. Well, Pong is injured. Uh, AJ yeah. Brimson's injured. Um, so yeah, I guess they probably are. There's um, pretty much no one else. Yeah, except for oh, I, I would hate this to happen. It would make it really hard for me to support Queensland if Ronaldo and Mulatalo gets oh, in there. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Because that guy, I'm sorry, but he's he's he just he's grates fool. on me, grates yeah. on me. That guy. Yeah. And I would have a very hard time supporting a Queensland team with him in it. But you know, I agree. Um, yeah. The second game, Panthers 38 over the Roosters 12. Um, wet, windy conditions at Penrith. Uh, but it was set to be a great game with all the Origin, origin stars back. Uh, Roosters did have Sam Walker withdrawal before kickoff, which prompted Robbo to move uh, Joey Manu into the centres and uh, sorry, into the halves and Suwali into the centres. I, I kind of wondered whether this was a ploy to protect Sam Walker from a Origin caller. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, mate. Conspiracy theories. This is um, Joey Manu really showing his versatility, playing his third position in as many weeks. Uh, the Panthers going into this game off the back of consecutive losses. However, uh, they hadn't lost a game at home since round 19 in 2019 versus Canberra. Far uh, out. Which is a phenomenal home ground record. That's a dead set uh, fortress, isn't it? And, and that season, they only lost two at home. And the other one at home was the round five game against us when we beat them 30 nil. Jeez, that, that seems like a long time ago, doesn't Absolutely. it? That we were handing it to Penrith. Uh, Roosters got first points in this game. Uh, try to a guy with a name straight out of the NFL, Fletcher Baker. <laughs> that sounds like an NFL college player, if ever. I've oh, heard doesn't it? From yeah. like the Omaha, Nebraska or yeah. something like that. Fletcher Baker, quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All American. Yeah. <laughs> Stars and stripes, yeah. Uh, it was Billy followed up with a try to Tupou, but he was denied by a great lead tackle by Charlie Shitstains. Um, Penrith lacking urgency and intensity in the opening 10 minutes. Warrior number 231, Adam Kieran with a try from dummy half for a 12 nil lead. WDWHLG. And that was pretty much that 12 nil lead was the most points an opponent that scored against Penrith at home uh, all season. Um Melbourne was the last one, 10 points, round three. Mm. Uh, the Panthers began to find their mojo. They hit back quickly with a try to Stephen Crichton of a Nathan Cyborg Cleary grubber kick. Roosters went on, uh, went a player down when Takeaho was sinbin for a hit on the Cyborg. also uh, <laughs> scores the very next set. Uh, Cyborg slots the conversion from the sideline <laughs> in the driving rain for a 12. I'm glad I entertain you, mate. <laughs> for a 12 12 score. Um, 
Penrith go ahead by two via a penalty shot at goal uh, and look like they had a try via shit stains uh, try, but Crichton penalised for obstruction. Uh, the Roosters fail to find the line kicking for touch and, and minutes later, Toho has his second try. Um, Penrith lead 22-12 at half time. Penrith with six forced dropouts in that first half and the most by any, any uh, game this season has been seven all up, which Penrith equaled in this game uh, on Friday night. Isaiah Yeo scores 10 minutes into the second half, followed by the Cyborg himself scoring from the very next set. Uh, Staines gets on the score sheet with a try in the corner. Um, mate, Penrith, they just play such an attractive style of footy, moving the ball, everyone knowing their role. They're just all class. Down 12-0 after 50 min- minutes, they dominated the next 65 minutes against you know, one of the competition heavyweights That's right, uh, yeah. to score 38 unanswered points. Interesting stat from this uh, Penrith time is Stephen Crichton has not lost a game at Penrith since he played SG Ball. Really? So, yeah. so he would have been an SG Ball under, under 16, 19? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Really? Yeah. He never lost. Well, he has not lost a game. They are in the juniors, eh? Oh, mate. It's ridiculous, it's just, isn't it? It's hard not to be envious of that. Yeah. Well, Saturday, um, we were the first game. The second yep. game, entertaining affair down at the Gong. Dragons 22 over Millie's Raiders 20. Um, following recent results of these two teams, it was, it was probably a little bit hard to get excited about the game, but it proved to be, as I said, an entertaining game of footy, perhaps, yeah. because this followed straight after our debacle <laughs> and we're just like, can we please just watch some decent footy <laughs> once? Um yeah, so maybe that was just us thinking it was a much better game than what it really was. Again, yeah. windy conditions down at the Gong, as you can imagine, down by the uh, surf down there. Dragons debuting young Tyrrell Sloan at fullback in place of the injured Matt Dufty. And they, they've had a lot of big raps on this kid. Yeah. They're saying he's a pl- real player of the future. And so it was interesting to see him get a run. It was Maybe. almost a Jason Saab clone in his build. I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. Tall, lean, yeah. looks fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he looks looks to be a good prospect as well. Yeah. Um, the physicality was was evident from kickoff with uh, Josh Papali'i opened up in the cheek in the first half of the game. And Raiders got an easy try to Corey Harawira Naira and a second try to Seb Chris from some uh, Elliot Whitehead ball playing magic and a poor yep. tackle attempt from Ben Hunt. Uh, Bailey Simonson uh, adapted to fullback and pulled off a try saver on uh, Ravalawa, forcing him into touch. It was a great tackle. It was a great, a great tackle. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And a contentious call late in the half when Simonson runs uh, Cody Ramsey off the ball and is deemed penalty sufficient with no sin binning. So, yeah. Um, and we did see this again. Cody Ramsey, Cody Ramsey looks like a guy that's won a competition to be a footballer <laughs> for a day. He, he just he doesn't look like an NRL player. He just looks like someone they pulled out of the crowd and was like, oh, we, we're, we're short one. Do you want to come and play with us, mate? With his little Speedy Gonzalez tattoo on his upper thigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the oh, there's some, there is sh- some shit tattoos in the NRL. Oh, you see Caelan Ponga's arms? Kalen Ponga, what is going on there? It's like oh, literally just like graffiti, like yeah. you know, school and you do those surf S's and all that sort of stuff yeah. everywhere. Not much draw. I think he's got a Nike. It's got like a, a Nike. Nike. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, nuts, nuts out Billy Burns scores for the Dragons, but it was the Raiders with the better of the half and the wind at their back, which was um, 
uh, key for them as well. Seb Chris is poked in the eye and comes off, and Ricky Stewart gets it all wrong. Is it all wrong? Yeah. All wrong. <laughs> Sending 18th man Xavier Savage. That's a that's a name, isn't it? Xavier Savage. Name, yeah. Onto the field to make his NRL debut. The mistake is picked up. Savage is savagely uh, removed, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> removed from the field after 11 minutes. So the, the old accidental debut. Uh, yeah. Big Big Joe Big Joe Vungana can probably uh, <laughs> can probably sympathise with that. Shout out Joe if you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, speaking of Joe's, Joe Tarpany scores in the second half to extend the lead to 20 points to eight. Looked like they were well in control here. But then Warrior, number 230, Gerard Beale, WDWHG. Yeah, why did we let him go? Why did we let him go? Uh, scores minutes later to put the Dragons well and truly back into the contest. Uh, Jack White is denied a try via obstruction. It was actually awarded, but uh, it was pretty much a clear cut that's that's four tries he scored this year that have gone against him for some form of obstruction there was two against a lot yeah some crucial ones yeah yeah i remember i just remember watching this and like everyone stopped and like there's no way that can be a try like pretty much they just stopped and uh proved to be crucial because ben hunt nails a 40 20 kick from his suing set and Corey norman scores from a beautiful tip on play from paul vaughan showing some Doing some ball skills there. Um, taking the lead for the Dragons for the first time in the game. Raiders dead set, throw the kitchen sink at them towards the end. Um, wasn't enough. And the Dragons hold on against the odds. And they hold their spot in the eight, amazingly. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, that 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 seventh, eighth down to 12th, 13th spot is just a... Uh, isn't it a logjam? Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Hey, Warren, how are you, bro? Thanks for joining us. Um, the last game on Saturday night uh, was Carl. Shut your door. Okay. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> was the Storm sixty six versus the Tigers sixteen? Now this was one of the most bizarre games of football I've ever watched. Oh, um, oh, Millie Robinson Hammer. My parents are both from Canberra and they're moving back there next month. I've got a job offer in Canberra. I. Need you to tell me some selling points at Canberra to convince my boyfriend to come with me. Help me. That's um, a hard sell. That's a tough selling sell. Selling points of Canberra. Uh, uh, they, do a great, um, they do a great ode service at 6 p.m. every day at the War Memorial. It is something to see. Uh, I guess once you've seen it once, so you don't need to see it every day. Uh, Questacon's good if you've got kids. Um, the two P's of Canberra that they always say, politics and uh, something else. I can't remember. What I is the other one? I can't think what the other thing Pedophiles? is. Pedophiles? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, honestly, though, Canberra's a lovely spot. I, I love Canberra. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's nice, it's quiet. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's clean. Uh, it's, it's really, I don't know when the last time you were there, but it's really um, starting to... Um, <laughs> Ciala says they have delicious Canberra milk. They do have delicious <laughs> milk. Uh, Canberra weather is similar to New Zealand weather. Yeah, it's, um, it know, is. It's a lovely place. Yeah. I like going down there and watching the Warriors win. I've done that uh, a couple of times in the past few seasons. Oh. Mate, go, can you go back to your room? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Storm 66, <laughs> Tigers 16. <laughs> hey, put the rope away. <laughs> that's that's reserved for us. <laughs> um, Warrior two hundred and one Ken Mamalo making his debut 
uh, a week after lining up against the Storm last week for the Warriors. So he would have been having purple nightmares. How is your Um, luck? (laughs) um, In what became a lopsided affair, uh, the Storm go 100 metres in their first set and the Hectic Chief scores in the opening two minutes. Um, The very next set, they go 100 metres for Nico Hines to score. The Tigers get the ball uh, only for Ken to make an error in the play of the ball. So his first play as a Tiger was a memorable one. Uh, From the scrum, uh, Munster scores after what seemed an eternity for him to get the ball down. Uh, That that one for me, yeah, I I don't know. It it just seemed like forever. At what Um, point is it held up? Yeah. Yeah, You you, you don't get 10 minutes to put the ball down. No. Mate, it's it's we're going in order. Um, you could have gone to the shower later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still be going, mate. We'll yeah. still be going. Melbourne, Melbourne put in a fifth tackle kick on the next set. Dane Laurie knocks on. Uh, Dale Fanukin scores from the ensuing set, and it's 24-0 after 15 minutes. Oh. And the Tigers are yet to have a set in attack, having only touched the ball three times. Uh, Melbourne then go another 100 metres, their next set for Nelson Osofalo-Solomona to score. From dummy half of all Ridiculously places. Ridiculously easy try. Sorry, mate, but that was... Yeah. The, t- the Tigers finally get some ball and are able to stop the rot for about eight minutes. Uh, but then Tommy Tellow knocks on and gives Remus Smith a try. Felice Cafusi scores right on half time and the Storm go in 40-0 at half time. That's the fourth highest first half score in the history of uh, NRL. It's to be 40-0. Uh, TV cameras showed Madge McGuire working, walking out of the dressing room, leaving the players to themselves. He had oh, no poor words. Woogie. Poor Woogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did little to fix their problems. Melbourne start the second half in identical fashion to the first, scoring four tries in 11 minutes. Um, the Tigers managed to string some passes together for Big Ken to dot down in the corner, but the tries denied via an obstruction. But the Tigers faithful are rewarded in the 57th minute with a try to Tommy Talau. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Nelson Asof for gets sent to the sim bin and the Tigers take advantage of the 12 on 13 and score through Luke Garner. After a brief, brief glitch in the matrix where the Tigers have posted points, normal transition <laughs> is resumed and Jerome Hughes scores his second. Uh, but the Tigers round out the scoring on the night with a try to Dave Nofaluma. Melbourne with 12 tries in the game and not one of them to the Fox. Isn't, isn't that an amazing stat? You would That's have probably the probably most amazing stat out of that game. Oh, ne- neither wingers scored. No. So old, old mate George Jennings didn't get over either. No. no. Only two ex-Warriors scored this round, mate. Um, there was no Ken Hattrick either. Kieran and uh, Jared Beal. Yeah. Yeah, Kieran and Jared Beal. Get them back. Stat. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to Sunday. First game on Sunday... Eels 36 over the Bulldogs 10. Eels named Sean Russell on the wing to make his debut. It's Warrior. interesting, isn't it? That um, Blake Ferguson is just not in the mix there now. Yeah, I wonder what's happened there. He's, he's, uh, he's yeah, well out of favour there. Yep. Maybe he's been drinking cruises on the roof of um, the Leaks Club with uh, Josh Dugan. Him and, him and Dugan have got to stay off the uh, passion fruit cruises. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry. It was... Uh, Bacardi, on, Bacardi breezes. So. Wait on, Caden. Caden Rogers with a smart ass comment here. Hammer, how long have you yourself and your boyfriend Juan lived together? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we've lived together probably twelve months, mate. Um, yeah, we're not boyfriends. We're just mates. Two single men. Yeah. Yeah, someone you're is. Just, you're just friends that hang are. Hang on, boys. hang on. Is this the same guy that tried to hook, uh, pick up my daughter? Is that this bloke? 
Oh, is that him? Is this him? Is this Caden Rogers who wanted to take my daughter on a date? Mate, you've just done your dash. That, oh, <laughs> no, Caden. Yeah, yeah, we, aren't, we aren't gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> anyway, speaking of former Warriors, Warrior number 208, Nathaniel Roach was named to make his debut for the club yep. and play his first NRL game since the Warriors round 15 lost to Penrith in 2019. Yeah. Remember, there was like a slow motion footage in that game of him doing one of his muscles just rupturing. I remember, I'll never forget that. It was cringeworthy to watch yep. that. Just, um, yeah, no luck. No luck for Nathaniel. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what that guy needs to do, but um, yeah, I think we're going to touch on his injury. Sorry, mate. On. I'm just laughing at the comments. Caden oh, okay. Rogers. It is. Sorry, Hammer. And then siala uh, has gone. Caden Rogers. Unlucky use. <laughs> Unlucky use. <laughs> <Yeah>. Cool. <laughs> um, yes. The Bulldogs looked all right. Some good early attack, but it's Eels with the first points. Uh, Ryan Madison off a Moses bomb. Eels, uh, all the attack on the Bulldogs line, but Canterbury had showed some good scrambling. Yeah, they did. You can say what you like about the doggies, but they they do try and they do they put everything to it. They just, as we said, they're just lacking the talent at the moment. Um, dogs turn the tables, start putting the Eels defence under pressure on their own line, and the Dogs are rewarded um, with Napa getting a try off a off a spilt bomb two minutes before half time. Eels error five meters out from the line turns the ball over near Kore. Um, is sin binned and with the extra player advantage the Bulldogs go in in the corner uh, Tui Katoa scoring for the Bulldogs to take a 10-6 halftime lead so it was looking like very much game on here Yep. Um, Mitch Moses though in the second half is watered a penalty try just after the break to resume yeah. the lead I, this is a touch and go one for me um, look he was, he was in front but he was 40 out I know there was, that's the thing for me like the ball could have done could have bounced anyway. There's no, there's no guarantee he picks up cleanly and scores. There a was, gopher was... could have popped out of the ground and knocked him over. Yeah, you sort could of wonder. Magpie, like you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's one of those funny ones where it's like, what would you rather get the penalty try or have the man in the sin bin for ten minutes? Because if they don't give the penalty try, that's the the other option. So yeah. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things, but um. The Eels gain ascendancy and Sean Lane, warrior number something, something, something. Oh, that's right. He was too. He couldn't wait to be on the first plane out of the out of New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, ran 60 metres to score next try. And at that point, I think it was all over for the Bulldogs. Regan Campbell-Gillard and then a double to Sean Russell on debut and the Eels. Convincing 36 to 10 winners. As I touched on before, our thoughts are with Nate Roach, uh, who has dislocated his knee unfortunately, in his return match and will now spend some more time on the sidelines. But there's just, this bloke just cannot take a trick. No, he can't. I, I no. don't know what's next. I don't know what's next for him because I he just cannot him. string games together. He was at that Titans game, remember? Where the, he was, the, the yeah, round season? one. Yep. And we spoke to him there and, you know, such a lovely bloke. Uh, really wished him all the best with his, his uh, move over to Parramatta and um, yeah, just really wanted him to get some some games under his belt, you know, and, and show what he's worth. He's, and uh, again, another injury going to sideline him for, you know, I mean, it's not as serious as uh, the other injuries he's had, particularly the back injuries that kept him out. I mean, but this yeah. was a guy, what, did he play 16 games over four seasons for us? Yeah, he did. He made his debut in 2016. Yeah. And yeah, 16 games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Peter O'Sullivan is after leg speed and ball skilled forwards like our 20, 
22 signing, Aaron Penne. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Penne in a Warriors jersey too. Uh, the mm. final game of the round, Manly 56 versus the Titans 24. Talk about a game of two halves. Um, Titans came out playing with a lot of confidence in front of their home fans. Um, Jaden Campbell opened the scoring, getting his first try in the NRL. Uh, Brian Kelly goes close not long after, but knocks on in the end goal. And then Manly go the length of the field with a, the end result, a try to Tommy Turbo. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and Turbo scores from the very next set, uh, out jumping Campbell for a bomb, uh, which isn't hard. Turbo's, what, five metres tall. Yeah, um, yeah. Garrick misses his first two attempts at goal. Titans maintain some intensity with their attack, earning a few repeat set. And um, big Greg Marzu uh, scores in the corner. Marzu. Repeated pressure from the Titans and some handling errors from Manly. And Marzu scores his second try <coughs> off a Jaden Campbell kick. Uh, Paddy Herbert scores minutes later uh, via a Campbell kick. And then Fafida off a peachy grubber. And the Titans, with all the running and all the points, 24 to 8 at half time. Uh, Titans had had 23 from 23. Uh, completions compared to Manly's 10 from 14. But then Manly produced the second most second half points in history, 48 unanswered points in 40 minutes. 48 points. We haven't looked like scoring 48 points this whole season. No. It all started with um, Saab scoring uh, with pace and footwork down the right edge. Ruben Garrick scores with a try uh, the very next set and then another to Saab. And Garrick finally kicks his first conversion of the day uh, to get they get to within two of the uh, Titans. He's got one from five at that point. It takes his time, doesn't he? It was like he was oh, possessed mate. by the ghost of Michael Withers or yeah. something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was with John Simon. <laughs> um, Turbo sends Garrick in for his second with a bullet pass, and then uh, Taniella Paseca runs 60 metres from the kickoff, puts a grubber oh, kick in for Dylan Walker. That was this unreal. Was that was like try. the Warriors of O2, wasn't yeah. it? That kind of stuff. Like big um, Mark Tukey running through. That's yeah. what I thought too. Yeah, uh, or Paliasina. Tommy Turbo scores, but interestingly, the try is dis, uh, denied by the bunker, um, saying that he's knocked on, but Sammy was offside. So they get a penalty, but I would have thought that was a professional foul and Sammy goes to the Simbin for 10 minutes. So Yeah, another another weird one full of technicalities. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, um, Manly score from a penalty, uh, which is a third try to Garrick. And then Manly go the length of the field, the very next set, and Turbo scores his third. Uh, Garrick gets his fourth try, and then big Olika Artu scores to bring up 50 for Manly. Uh, Walker then splits the Titans' defence up the middle and finds DCE in that support role that he plays so well at the middle of the field, scoring in his 250th milestone game, uh, a 48-0 second-half score. Uh, Interestingly, the Titans make their first error in the game in the 79th minute. So it's not through lack of um, uh, discipline that the the Titans are getting lapped on the scoreboard. It's just that Manly were just in control of the ball. They, they just controlled the possession for that whole half. It was... They were just... Everything went right for them in that second half. They were crisp. Well, mate, they were slick. It just clicked. You talk about... like They, they talk about... Um, what was it? Uh, David Middleton brought out a stat that the, the Saturday night 66-16 game between the Tigers and the Storm was only the f- 20th time 80 points or more has been scored in the NRL. And the last yeah. time was something like eight years ago or something. And then we get it the very next night um, in this game with Manly and um, yeah. and the Titans. You know, it's just, yeah, uh, absolutely ridiculous. In that it's, defensive tussle. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of bringing up a a bit of a debate now about whether they should change another rule 
and instead of having yeah, having yeah. scorers score kick for kickoffs. So that, just, that was the rule that they had in Super League. Remember, yeah. that was a Super League idea to have the sort of reverse that and have the the other team kick off instead. Absolutely. Yeah, scorers kick off. So yeah, interesting. interesting. But that brings us to our set of six for the week. Um, obviously, our six discussion points. Mentioned it before, and it's interesting this ties in well with what we're just talking about, Manly and DCE playing his 250th game as well. Um, halves. Let's talk about the halves. It's still the answer to success. It's no secret that the top teams have at least one dominant half. Yep. We don't have any at the moment. It was never, it was never more evident than watching <laughs> that dog's breakfast on Saturday afternoon. There is no one there that can just grab the game by the scruff of the neck and say, come on, boys, we're going this way. You know, it's, there's no one guiding, steering the team around the park. This is complete lack of direction. Signing of Chad Townsend may help. He's got experience. Uh, he's played in a premiership winning side. He's probably more of that guiding half. Um, yeah. But, you yeah, know, it's halfway through the season. So, you know, it's 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 a difficult one. Look at look at Cleary. Look, sorry, look at Cyborg. Cyborg Cleary. He's dead set involved in Cyborg. everything. Daily Cherry Evans, Mitch Moses, Jerome Hughes, Adam Reynolds. You look at all the top sides, and they have a dominant half, a half that's capable of grabbing the ball by the horns. This is where we go. This kicking game, kicking game on point. Yeah. Finding, finding grass, not finding the man. Um, coming up with the right play on the last tackle, not being tackled themselves on the last tackle. Crisp, crisp passing. Um, we've been in games this year that have been there to win, and ultimately we haven't won them because our playmakers have not taken charge. Yeah. It's, it's never been more evident than it is right now with us and the team that we have and that game on Saturday. You look yeah, at the development. Um, yeah, you look at. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll just touch on like. You look at the way that um, Daily Cherry Evans and Sean Johnston both came into first grade in 2011. Yep. And you look at the different paths that those players took, and you look at the player that DCE is today, and he's he he came through that side and he learned the ropes. He became a play. He became a um, he became a, he learned the art of game management. Whereas, you know, look at Sean Johnson. It took him much longer to learn that role. And he's finally doing it sort of now at the Sharks at the tail end of his career. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether that's something within the Warriors system. Who knows? But yeah. So that's a thing where, where teams like Newcastle and, and the Titans have it over us. Because the, I like Jamal Fogarty as a, as a halfback. I think he's a really, really good controlling uh, halfback. Mm. And then... Newcastle now they get Mitch Pierce back. It's no surprise that, that all their struggles have happened while Mitch Pierce has been injured. Yep, and, and you showed what he can produce with his kicking game. Exactly right. Had that, us in jail on the weekend. It's, yeah, it's it's a good kicking game that that keeps um, like these teams at the top of their their game. I mean, I wouldn't call Mitch Moses a dominant half because I I find he drifts in and out of games too. But yeah. his kicking game is always on point. He's always got a great kick. I game. guess. I guess there's like facets though of his game that will win you, win yeah. you those tight games. I guess, and he's got speed. Of, 
Exactly. He's got speed. He's, he's got, got speed. X factor. He he's clutch. He can kick field goals. He can, um, you know, we just don't have that at the moment, unfortunately. No, no, we don't. And there's not a lot of halves on the market, and that's where the the SJ thing comes, uh, like comes full circle for us. Is he's available? The style of play that Sean Johnson plays now is the style of play that we needed Sean Johnson to play in the those mid you know, exactly 11 through to 2019 um, rather than being the highlight reel, Sean Johnson, if he came back to the club now, he would be that, that player that could direct us around the park. Cause you've seen him do it at the sharks, you know, yeah, he's, he's brought on players like Talakai and Nick and um, Nikora or Nikore as Blocker will call him. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, out, uh, running off an edge and that. And so with, with a guy like Reese Walsh at the back, um, Sean Johnson would be a great acquisition for our club in the halves. However, in saying that, and there's a lot of comments, and there's comments coming through now. A lot, especially on, on Saturday, feet, Saturday afternoon after the Sean game. Sean Johnson will not be back at the Warriors for one reason and one reason only, and that is whilst Cam George is in, in charge, it's, uh, it was a, a bad way of how they came to part ways, and it would need two men to swallow their pride. And um, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, as much as, you know, we as Warriors fans would love it to happen, um, yeah. bring him back home and let him finish out his career there, it won't happen. And so our options, and this is where it gets a bit strange for us, is there's no real half options on the market because the only, well, the only ones were like Dearden, he's signed with um, going from Broncos mm. to Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Um, Adam Reynolds signed to the Broncos. Uh, Jerome Hughes re-signed with Melbourne. And um, who was the other one? Mitch Moses re-signed with Parramatta. I think the only one that's kind of worth any discussion that's coming off contract is Ash Taylor. But I don't know whether you'd put money into Ash Taylor as that half to control the side because he's not doing it at the, at the Titans now. That's what he's not. Uh, he's not, and he's been a man under a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know, not not. Uh, he was well reported. He was on a million dollars, and you know he didn't decide to pay himself that that money. Obviously, no. but there's with that with that paycheck comes you know a lot of expectation, and absolutely, he's 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 definitely struggled. Look, he had to take a break from the game, um, but he hasn't been that player uh, I don't know it's it seems like a long time that we've seen Ash Taylor at his best yeah I think we're going back about five years now when, when we first sort of came into that deal yep the Titans and yeah I, I'm with you I'm not sure that we would be able to get the best out of him no no and I mean and that's why we're looking at a guy like um like Kate Cust but I don't think Kate Cust is the answer to our problems either no and, and Corey Norman certainly isn't the answer to that No, he, he definitely isn't. No, he, he can't um, be Corey Norman. No. But, um, you know, maybe CHT is the answer to our problems if he can just string some games together. Well, that's it. He just, he, he needs to play. And he just, whether people like it or not, he needs to be given time. He's played yeah. about 30 first grade games over three years. Yeah. So... Uh, Christian's asked, "What about Aiden Caesar? Aiden Caesar, I think it'd be a, a handy pickup." Yeah, um, look, look, he'd be all right. 
Um, he took Canberra to a grand final. He, he did. He was very, he looked very good in that Canberra team. He was very good at the Titans as well um, yep. before that. Uh, got a good kicking yep. game, good goal kicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a couple of comments coming up here. Cody wanted to stay in Australia, uh, 2022 remedy. Yeah, he, he, he took the option in his favour um, to stay at the club, but we kind of think that he did that because there was no actual interest from other clubs. Probably no serious uh, offers at that time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and Cody's is is hot and cold. Um, Very much so, yeah. Yeah, Mike Harrison says, "Get easy, get rid of Cam George." Mm, don't know if that's the answer. I don't, um, definitely don't think that's the answer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, if if you're using that as a reason to get Sean Johnson back, I I have another uh, line of thinking about Sean Johnson, and that's that has he really uh, taken his game to another level after he's left the Warriors? Um, he's played. He he left. Played what about best part of eight eight seasons at the Warriors, and after making the finals in the first season, we made it again once, and that was that was like his last game for the club. Yeah, after he was released for that very very quiet game uh, against the Panthers. Yep. Um, and you could argue that he went to the Sharks and played against probably a better four pack. That was always the argument at least at the Warriors. Oh, but he was playing in a four pack that was going backwards. So he went to the Sharks and played behind a better forward pack. And they both years they fit it, they scraped into seventh and eighth. Yeah. And even last year, he he didn't um, he didn't get a win over a top eight team. I know he's got a lot of try assists, but he got a lot of try assists against us. Yeah. And and against teams like the Titans and that kind of thing. So it's still I I still don't know that he is a marquee half and the guy that, especially at this late stage of his career, that we bring in. Because the club has to be looking at trying to win a premiership. Exactly. And, and is, is he the man that you can bring in and w- to take us to a premiership? And I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure either. I do love Sean Johnson as a player. Uh, exactly. I, I mean, he's part of our history. I'm a, I'm a of, yep. Yeah. I'm a fan of SJ. But, um, yeah, there is talk that he's signing on with the Dogs yep. for 2022, which probably leaves Kyle Flanagan out and – in, in the wilderness, um, he's a player I definitely wouldn't look at. I I, I don't rate Kyle Flanagan at all. I played um, played in a very good Roosters team. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then he, he didn't. He hasn't even lasted half a season at the Bulldogs. So. Um, yeah, Sean Johnson though. He, he I don't think he's taken his game to another level. I just think he's changed his game completely. He, he, well, his game has evolved, no. and and he's played. He's playing it, it, behind a better forward pack. But to me, the results haven't changed that much from when he was with us. Pretty much every year that he played for us, we were there when we never really broke into the top eight, but we'd often finish ninth, tenth, eleventh. So he was always he's always been there or thereabouts. Victor Kiwi Kiwi says, I'm not sure if we'll win a premiership this year. I think if anyone actually thinks that we've got a chance of winning a premiership this year or next year, uh, I would consider you to be highly disillusional. Um, we all hope for su- success at our club, but, but we're realists. Um, we're realists. Uh, realistically, uh, Brownie's building towards something, and we've got to be patient as fans and allow him to do that. In saying that, though, um, there are performances like the one on the weekend that are just inexcusable, and they're games that we really need to be winning, not losing. 
I, I can handle losing a game to um, to Melbourne the way we did. Mm. You know, um, both games to Melbourne, but uh, there's there's games that uh, we real like when we played Manly the first time we played Manly. Manly weren't the, the Manly side that's running around now, and we really should have won that game. And they were um, terrible that night as well. And we yeah. were just, again, we were just worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're building towards something bigger. Uh, once Gus Gould gets in there, uh, we've got to be patient. Like we're probably where Penrith were back in 2015 uh, at yeah. the moment. And it's going to take a good four, five, six years to see um, the, well, fruits the fruit, of our labor. Fruits of Gus's labor. Like yeah, that. that's it. Everyone's just got to be patient. Look, yeah. We may we may not even make the finals for the next no. two years. By all but, means, you get upset when we play bad. We do, but of course, um, you don't disguise the truth. Yeah, eventually these close losses will translate to wins. I agree, they will. We'll, and and we'll, it comes again. It comes with experience. Like we need exactly. we need Chanel to be out there to, to let's let's face it to do the wrong thing a couple of times. So then he knows. Yep when it is what the right thing is to do in that situation. You've got Absolutely. to learn from experience. He's not going to get it any other way. So we're just going to remember to we lose. We lose one of the coolest heads in the game at the end of this year too, in yeah. Roger. Um, you know, so that's going to be a massive hole to fill um, because Reese Walsh is a different fullback to what Roger is. Uh, Very different. And, and, and he offers different, a different skill set, a completely different skill set to Roger. And we Absolutely. get and we get more of a ball playing fullback as well. <laughs> I'll just some of the comments. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Uh, Set of six, number two. Number two. Um, the rules that frustrate the fans. Now, these maybe not the rules that frustrate the fans. They're the rules that frustrate this fan. Um, <laughs> The head high rule, uh, for me, the refs are still getting it wrong. Um, they're not getting it right. That that magic round where I got to witness the ridiculousness of the head high rule where you had um, certain guys sent to the sin bin for, for love taps. Um, on the weekend, we saw, we discussed Reese Robson uh, for his hit on Aiden Tolman. Now, Aiden Tolman was virtually lying on the ground and Reese Robson had his back bent. You know, Tolman's fallen into him. Um, there was one in our game with Lachlan Fitzgibbon, which I didn't think was a a, uh, a sin binnable offence. And there's, there doesn't seem to be consistency with the sin binning. Um, so, you know, there's a couple of times in the various games where there's a hit or penalty sufficient. Uh, there's a hit, penalty, yeah. you're on report. There's a hit, Wait, the penalty, difference? you're on report, and you can go 10 yeah, in the exactly. bin. And, yeah. Um, the sin bin is supposed to be... Uh, Forceful intent. Yeah. Now, the Reese Robson was not a forceful intent to hit Aiden Tolman in the head. The uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon was not forceful intent to hit Cody Nicarima in the head. So these head high things are, are really starting to piss me off. Um, the professional foul, there's no consistency with that. Um, there was one on the weekend that we spoke about where Philip Sammy denies Tommy Turbo a try. He's offside. Um, they look at it and they say, oh, penalty sufficient. Yet in other games, that term of professional foul is a sin bin. Mm. Uh, and so it comes down to the, um, the interpretation of the referee that's in charge of the game at the time or the guy that's 
in the bunker, whether it be Gerald Maxwell, Henry Perinara, or uh, whoever. And then there's this ridiculous dead ball ball rule um, where the ball must bounce after breaking the plane of the line. And we saw it in our game where Roger um, was shadowing the ball over the dead ball line, had no intention to play at it uh, because of the pressure that uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon places on him. It ends up hitting his leg. Uh, and, and we are deemed to uh, have a, a dropout because of that. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just three of the rules that are just really frustrating me. Yeah. And the the NRL, they seem to be, uh, their solution is, oh, we'll change this or we'll change that. So now the big contentious point is the blowouts in the games, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this set of six. And um, they're talking about now, oh, let's change it. So score is kick. So yeah. we don't have these blowouts. But um, Warren says that the new rule has made heaps of good actors for Oscars. They have. Oh, it has, yeah. Um, the <laughs> amount of guys that lie down and then jump up with a smile on their face after they get the penalty. Oh, you know, I, I hate that. It's, yeah, it's I weird. really do. Yeah. Uh, what did Nick McCurcher say? The one in the Penrith match was absolutely appalling. The player slipped on the dewy grass. He had nowhere else to go. Um, yeah, I can't remember who that was though. Um, in that Penrith game, uh, Taki Takiyahu, see what Takiyahu. Oh, yeah, it was too. Yeah, yeah. that's right, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, for me, it, it's um, it's ruining the spectacle that is the game that we all love, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have an answer for it. Um, but the, it's a lot of it seems to be the consist the inconsistency of the referees because what one referee deems as intent, another referee won't deem as intent. So, you know, it all depends on who you get controlling your, your game. You know, if yeah. you've got um, Ashley Klein controlling your game, there's a good chance someone's going to be sent to the sin bin. Yeah. What's number three, mate? Moving on, mate. I'm going to... It's kind of similar to what I, I spoke about in the first point. Built versus bought. What is the best squad option? This yep. is what I was alluding to in the start with my comment about the NBA. Now I'm a big NBA fan and I'm a, I'm a massive Miami heat fan. And back in the uh, big, big three era, yep. uh, we were accused of starting the whole super team thing. You know, the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, Ray Allen saying, it's not fair for the competition. You're purchasing a title. Um, your nets, your nets cop something similar this year as well. They buying did, pretty they, much they every single and then you get you get everyone like basically uh, death riding your season. So anyway, it's always a big argument in the in the NBA, and I think in the NRL, apart from the Roosters, it hasn't actually been successful for many teams. The Roosters have to do it because they got no juniors. Correct. But um, uh, I mean, look at look at us and look at the Titans this year. Now we had some of the best off season purchases that you would probably hope to get. And obviously, both teams are struggling. The best combination, I believe, is always a core group of young local talent with a sprinkling of seasoned veterans. The examples I would use, look at us in 2002, look at Penrith in 2003, and then this year. Yep. You look at the, those, the key to success of those side is Penrith back in 03, you had your Luke Lewis, Luke Rooney, uh, Trent Waterhouse. You had all these young guys come through. You had the Hair Bears in there. Then you had veterans like Scott Sattler and Ryan Girdler and 
Preston Campbell thrown into yep. the mix there as well. And then now look at their team this year. Um, look at that back line um, forwards. Um, a couple of a couple of season season veterans, guys that they've brought in from other clubs. But it's very hard to buy a premiership. Very hard to buy a premiership. It is. And as I said before, probably only the Roosters have done it recently, back in 2013, when they went from finishing pretty much last to to winning in 20. 2013 from 2012 2013 yeah um yeah so i mean we've spoken about it before about getting the balance of your squad right and and we also just mentioned that you know sometimes it takes five six years after you've planted the seeds for the local juniors for them to, to start uh the fruit of your labor to start coming through and we, we're seeing that at penrith and everyone you yep. know laughed about gus gould and he's five-year plan, which probably turned into a seven-year plan. But Manly was another one. Manly had a great period of um, of uh, probably from 2007 or 8 through to 2011, 2012, yes. even 2013, where they had that uh, good mix of local juniors that they bought through and nourished and a couple of really key um, purchases that they had in their squad as well. Yeah, that's right. You get the right guys in there with the experience in the key positions, usually like forwards, interchange forwards, these kind of guys. Like look at us in 02 with Kevin Campion in there yep. as well as is probably one of the best examples of that, Ivan Cleary, you know, and then you had the young back line, forward pack, guys that have been brought through the system, the juniors have come through and have been able to, their game has sort of blossomed. Um, yeah, as you said, Manly, another good example of that. Yeah. Um, these teams that have had sustained success over, you'd probably say, like the NRL era. Yep. Um, it's no secret that these teams have a good good junior base and have been able no. to bring through a lot of these guys and keep keep them and hang on to them. Well, you look at Melbourne as well. Like, I know they don't have Melbourne juniors, but their junior base is predominantly like Queensland. Um, yes. You know, uh, yeah. The Falcons, I think, was one of the ones. And, yeah, you know, they Falcons. bought guys. That's North where Devils. North yep. Devils at one point. So they bought through Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Greg, Greg Inglis, Cam yep. Smith, all through that. Nico Hines is another one that's come through from that. Um, like, I know. Team. Yeah. yeah, I know he was a Woi Woi Roosters yep. or You Minor Bunnies junior, but he moved up to Queensland and was playing up there. Um, so a lot of those guys um, that they've bought through there, uh, and they very rarely buy. Uh, big name players on the market. Yeah, they were saying that um, their previous biggest purchase was Michael Crocker about 15 years ago or something. I, I, I'd probably disagree with them. I'd probably say it was Dale Finucane back in yeah. 2013 or 2014. He played a couple of grand finals at the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. um, a, a good, you know, he came through the Bulldogs system. It was a great Bulldogs um I mean, I'm hoping we're not going to wait for six years before we see some wins. <laughs> hey, look, if it means we get a premiership, I'm happy to wait six years for sure. Mm. And uh, no, Nick McCurcher, I'm not sponsored by Coca-Cola. Mate, That's that'll be the first time you've ever seen me drink a Coca-Cola on this show. I normally drink water. He doesn't but, miss um, much, Nick. Yeah, he I, doesn't I couldn't miss find anything. The water Nothing gets past him. Yeah, I couldn't find my water bottle, so I just grabbed a, a can of vanilla Coke. Um, <laughs> it is it is no sugar because, uh, you know, I am a – try That's to keep it. it. Yeah. Um, 
Mate, I'm going to talk about the, this mid-season merry-go-round. That uh, another thing that really grinds my gears. Sigh. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know you look at this year we've had you know um, there's been speculation about certain players all year moving to certain clubs, and then all of a sudden it happens. We had Dearden go to the Cowboys, and as a result, Clifford was released from his contract at the Cowboys early to go to the Knights. So he plays in the the win against us up at. Cowboys Stadium in the next week he's playing for the Knights. Uh, we saw Kemamalo play against the, the Storm for us last week or two weeks ago. And then last weekend he, he, he fronts up against the Storm for the Tigers. And um, and now we've got uh, Dallin Wittani Zelezniak who signed on with us. Um, and now another one today, the club's announced Todd Townsend coming, uh, Chad Townsend coming. It's, it's one of those things, that it's, um, it's a frustrating thing to watch it as a fan, particularly it when is. guys are leaving. Like it, it was, it was a tough watch for me to be at Ken's last game, uh, to watch yeah. that raw emotion at the end of the game, uh, catch up with him after the game and, you know, thank him for his time at the Warriors. And then you see all the smiles of him being presented with his Jersey at the Tigers on, on social media. And then he runs yeah. out and yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of a hard thing to watch when you're invested in your team. Um, that, that, that's it. You never know when one of your players could be getting no. released and and suiting up for another team of it like the very next week. And then you, yeah. you hear, you know, the the conversation that Cody Nicarima's had about he, he won't commit to what he's going to be doing next year and keep saying that family is his number one priority. And then the throw a lightweight line in that whole conversation was, well, you know, what, what is a contract these days? Because you see them getting broken all the time. So And and uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. said the same thing in his post-match things. interview. Yep. Um, that, was an, that was another one that gave me the shits, was they were reporting that while this guy was playing that game for the Broncos on, on Thursday night. It was, it, to me, came across a little bit disrespectful. Um, and then yeah. they started talking about Matt Lodge coming to us um, with no basis for their... For their uh, comments, like, yeah, and then you see, yeah, it's like, where did you get this information from? Can you can you just say that in a in a live telecast? That's it. And then you see social media blow up. Um, oh, didn't it? These, it exploded. All these People... fan pages blow up with, oh, you know, Matt Lodge coming to us and confirmed um, you know, as per Andrew Lodge Voss. Coming. Yeah, yeah, because because um, they also mentioned Gareth Widdop. So then there's Gareth Widdop um, on the radar of the Warriors and. Then this week it's Kate Cust. It's as a Warriors fan, it, it's kind of annoying because um, can we just get through the season with the the squad that we've got? <clears throat> um, the other thing that I want to bring up is: is it time that we had a designated trade window? So to stop this happening over the course of you know seven, eight, nine weeks of the season, pick a, a, a time in the period the season like this week would be perfect where it's rep round and there's no yep. games. It gives players. The chance to do this little uh, contract deals. Okay, we're going to get rid of him, like a, a, a proper trade window, and everyone can move on. Um, it, the so other me, thing, yeah, it's, yeah, the other I, thing. I know it's part of the game, yeah. and I don't mean nitpick on 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 silly things, but it it just gets a bit annoying. Um, especially, probably for me, the the thing that annoys me the most is how social media blows up on, like you said, a throwaway line about Matt Lodge during a telecast, and next thing, every Warriors fan page has got a story about Matt Lodge coming to the Warriors. Yeah, and what's your like, source? Andrew Voss from the commentary. Yeah, where's your source? Apart from yeah. Andrew Voss saying it in a thing, where's your source? 
the, the other the other thing which, that annoys me about this these mid season transfers, you can have someone who's maybe not getting picked for first grade. So he can have yep. a have a bit of a soul, can just go to his manager and say, Can you get me a, a start at another club? A large and, Doug Townsend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> playing reserve grade at Cronulla because he's not in the mix for next year. Um, so they're playing him in reserve grade. He's signed on for the Cowboys. And, and we're going to pick him up for the remainder of this season. Prime, prime example. And there's no there's no longevity to any of this. It's no. purely like a stopgap. It's gap. purely 10 games. It's like yeah. plastering plastering over the uh, tracks. It, it is. Uh, it is. Like, it's like Mike Doreen turning up after your house has been uh, knocked down by a tornado and he's plastering up the gaps um, and it just has no no effect. Exactly um, right. No lasting effect anyway. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know, mate. It, it, again, it's, it's just one of those things that's, that's very frustrating. Uh, and... I don't have an answer to it. No, but it's, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah, and it is. Yeah, it's, it's and probably, it's probably a lot tougher because we seem to get linked to every player. Oh, yeah. They're coming off contract or not happy at their current club. And it's, it's purely because we've got RTS coming off contract and they think that we've got a lot of money to throw around. They probably still think we've got Sean Johnson money sitting there. Yeah. So, you know, people try to do a Matai on us and uh, tour the facilities and then get a, get a nice little... Uh, well, they can't tour the facilities. Well, they, no can't, they can tour yeah. the Terrigal, the terrigal yeah, facilities. Terrigal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, from one debacle to another... What is happening at the Broncos, let's, mate? Let's talk about the bloody <laughs> as a Broncos. Can you tell me? As, as a Queenslander living in the heart of Bronco territory, what is happening with the once great superpower of the NRL, the Brisbane Broncos, how the mighty have fallen times 1,000. Ridiculous, isn't I, it? I, I think back to the, the glory days of the Broncos. Uh, you know, you think back to when they had their roster was the envy of everyone in the competition. How do they fit all these guys under the salary cap? Chock full of origin yep. players, internationals. Um, they can always command the best sponsorship deals, always on free-to-air TV. They seem to get the cushiest gig Friday night every week, seven-day turnaround, blah, blah, blah. They have dead set been brought to their knees. Um, and I think it's some, it, 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 there's, there's some kind of rot going on in there that it must have, it must have started a long time ago. But it's, it's just a complete mismanaged club at the moment. Mismanaged roster. Their, their roster is the most imbalanced I think I've seen in a long time. They got a great forward pack, and there's no doubt about that. They got guys like Payne Haas, they got Matt Lodge, they've got they've got a strong forward pack. But again, we, we talk about the halves. They've got no halves. No. None at all. No. We spoke about Carmichael Hunt, 34-year-old guy hasn't played for 12 years. Brody Croft. They let a guy like Tom Dearden go. They let Tom Dearden go. They they let Reese Walsh go. They let I think it started back in the, when Seabold was appointed. They started getting rid of everyone. They got rid of Josh Maguire, Jordan Kahu, Cody Nicarima, three guys that had been fairly integral to their success leading in that sort of uh, period where they made the grand final in 2015. Yep. Um, th- there's inner turmoil. There, there's been one bad decision after another. So yep. they get rid of Wayne Bennett and they sign Anthony Seabold to a five-year contract 
and he and he didn't even he lasted what eighteen months of that yep. before they had no option but to get rid of him because I mean it's and who knows how much further back it went there the the, the rot in the club you, you hear rumors about it um, from from a number of people um, Kevy and then appointing Kevy um, a man who has no first grade coaching experience he. He had a dead set fifty percent record in state of origin as well. Yeah, but you got to remember, in state of origin, you got the best players of the state available to you. Kevin um, Walters reminds me of guys like Stephen Kearney. Uh, probably Anthony Seabold falls into this category, who are a really good um, old assistant. man Elliot. Really, really good um, assistant coaches, but they're just not. They can't handle the pressures of being the first grade coach. Look at, I know it's early days for Kevy, but I just can't that, see him lasting at all. Look at him in the press the conference. He's this a broken man. Told Reese Walsh at the beginning of this year that you are not in our plans for first grade. Yet he's playing guys like Carmichael Hunt and Albert Kelly. Um, Anthony Milford keeps coming in and out. Told Reese Walsh that he wasn't in the plans for the Broncos and he wasn't going to be playing first grade. So Walsh signs with the Warriors and then they get the early release. And seven games later, this kid's making his origin debut. Like, yeah, it's it's this guy it's was crazy. under Kevin Walters' nose. It's not like that you can't blame Kevin Walters for Sam Walker. That was under Seabold's watch, where Sam Walker was let go, and yep. you know another great, brilliant um, youngster coming through that Broncos ranks. He could have been heavily but, entrenched in that side of the oh, moment. Mate, a... Could have been, <laughs> but you have a look at um, they let Reese Walsh go to hang on to a guy like Jermaine Asako. Yeah. Uh, it's and now they've lost Xavier Coates as well. He's signed on for Melbourne. So Brisbane, he's down there. Brisbane never used to lose players they wanted to keep. They would always find a way to keep their man. Historically, like that that you know when um Fafita Fafita going last year as well. They yeah, said that yeah. was a real writing on the wall. Yeah. Um I mean I know Katoni Staggs hasn't played with them yet, but they've invested a lot of money in Katoni Staggs. Now Katoni Staggs is a is a brilliant player, but he wants to play 5'8". Katoni Staggs, in my opinion, is not a 5'8". He's, he's, he's not. a centre. And he's not the kind of player. He's not a, a Tommy Turbo or someone like that that's going to turn the fortunes of that club around on his own. Um, and the interesting stat is that this is the first time the Broncos haven't had a player in the Queensland origin side. Isn't and that the amazing? Origin, the only origin player is Payne Haas playing for New South Wales. You think you think back to when the Queensland side was eighty percent Broncos? Yeah, it's, I know. It's I, I just I, I just I'm always sit there and think about it because obviously being from Brisbane and, and and before the Warriors and the competition, you know, like I I started I started following the Broncos by default ninety two ninety three yeah gun sides and they and then through like the mid to late nineties early two thousands they they were hot and like they could. They could attract players. They had, you know, you knew that Bennett was there. Um, yeah. Great coaching system, great setup. Even Bellamy served under Bennett for a number of years as well. Ben Eichen's just, just been appointed uh, head of football yeah. up there, mm. which is a great uh, pickup for for the Broncos because he does have a really astute, um, oh, he does, like yeah. footy knowledge, business brain. Uh, they they spoke about it tonight. His corporate governance, <coughs> but. Um, he's got a big job. He's got a massive job oh, ahead of him. Mate, I do not envy him. Do not envy him. No. 
Uh, I wish him luck, but um, yeah. yeah. All the best, Benny, because you're definitely going to need a towel. Um, Millie says, Millie says, Rue, are you secretly loving Brisbane being on their knees? Be honest. <laughs> you know what? As a Queenslander. I, 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 I apologise. I apologise to all my Broncos supporting friends, but I've copped a lot over the years. Um, yeah. So I think, sorry, guys, it's your turn to struggle now. And uh, welcome to our world is what I'll say. Because Broncos fans, <laughs> Mike are not, said. Broncos fans are just not used to losing. No. They can't. They, they're not no, used they're to not. losing. Um, Nick McCurcher says, do you guys think that Ben Eichen will make an impact? And, and Mike Harrison says, yes, I think Eichen will return to the standoff for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Benny, Benny. He's, he, he, can't, he can't, probably can't go worse. Um, well, I, I, there's a good chance that he will play. I mean, they've gone through that many halves combinations this, this, this week. It's going to be interesting to see who they name next week. Oh, Mil- Milford will be, is due for a, a return to the side, isn't he? For a return, isn't he? Yep. Milford, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, like, he's like tampon, isn't he? Uh, in for three, out for one, <laughs> or out? For, no, in for one, out for three. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, tampon Milford. <laughs> That's him. Yeah. He's in for a week, out for three. There's a sponsorship deal for you, Milf. If you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Or well, uh, <laughs> I was going to say that um, the poor old Tigers should uh, should get sponsored by um, like adult nappies because they leak. They leak so many points. I think we might. No, just... I, was just... I was just checking to see if he was awake. Both, mate. Mate, um, the last point I want to talk about is the great divide. Uh, and we've spoken about it a few times, that, but it's this gulf between the best and the rest that is just increasing week chasm. after week. It's an absolute chasm. It's massive. And, and last week alone, we had South win 46-0. We saw Melbourne 40-0 at halftime, and they were out to 60-0 after 51 minutes before they um, leaked any Put points. The in the rack, yeah. um, Manly a 48-0 second half. Parramatta a 30-0 second half. And then Penrith a 38-0 uh, 65 minutes after being down 12-0. It's just... That's what one, two, three, four, five. That's five out of eight games where there was this massive, um, yeah, chasm between Mis- the mismatch. two sides. It's an absolute mismatch. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember a season like it where, I mean, usually, usually, I mean, you you've got your clear cut top teams, and then there, there there are some other teams sitting from probably seventh to. 11th, 12th, that are still fairly solid sides that, that can probably mix it with the big boys. This year... The interesting one, though, that. is you look at you look at South. Like, South beat Brisbane 46-0. But South have had 50 points put on them by both Melbourne and Penrith this year, too. Yeah. That's you know, crazy. So there's, even a, there's even a divide between, between the, the top yeah, two and, and everyone else. Yeah. And, and I can't see... I can't see another side challenging for a grand final berth and i can't believe i'm going to say this except maybe manly yeah well that's it i mean they're after we've played them back in the form they're they're up there for sure yeah i agree with you they're probably the third best team in the comp at the moment yep yeah south south eels are erratic yeah yep I'm pretty sure St. George are looking forward to next week for us to play them back into form. Uh, and then we've got Cronulla twice, so we're going to play them into form. 
Um, well, old, old man Elliot knows our weakness, you see. Yeah, exactly. He does. <laughs> and it's an early game for him, so he'll be able to stay up for it all. So. Well, he might not be able to because he, he's coming from Sydney. He might not be allowed up to the... Uh, well, he might I he wasn't out of the home. <laughs> he wasn't in the box on um, Saturday night uh, at Wynn Stadium. I don't know whether he was lost or um, <laughs> still wandering around on the training field out the back. Couldn't find his way back up to the, the thing. Or around. whether it was in the main street, main street of Wollongong asking for directions. I've got, I got no idea what happened to old man Elliot. Uh, yeah. Well, if anyone knows, um, maybe yeah, they, didn't, point, point maybe the they didn't have a Mark Hughes Foundation beanie for him, and uh, he just, um, yeah, he, he wasn't there. I don't know what happened to old man Elliot. Uh, 10 games left. How many are we winning? Well, I'll be honest and I'll say of the 10 games, I think we play, we play Cronulla twice, we play St. George once, we play Titans, Brisbane, South, Canterbury. Um, Penrith, who are the Tigers. other Tigers, Tigers, Titans, and... last round, yeah. So, of those, uh, of those games, <laughs> Millie's blown up because we've been mean to Matty Elliott again. Oh, um, <laughs> we've already said Millie, like, we, we do have a real we love him. Old, uh, um, old <laughs> so 10 games left. Realistically, if we want to be a top eight side, you would think St. George, uh, sorry, South and Penrith are probably two games we may not win. Um, but every other game we play is a winnable game, depending on what Warriors team fronts up and what opposition team fronts up. Because we've seen, you know, the Tigers, the Tigers can play great footy when, they, when they're on, but they can play some ordinary footy when they're off. The Dragons are exactly the same. The Titans sharks. can drift in and out of games. Um, the Sharks are the same. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably the toughest win of all those games will be the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs aren't expected to win and the Bulldogs are uh, just a tenacious type of side. They don't have that skill factor, but they, they fucking try their hearts out. Um, they do. I'm you know, very they, worried about that game. And that, that yeah. will be a big occasion for our boys going back home. You don't know whether the emotion will take over. It could just be one of those ones where they're the party poopers, where they turn up and just spoil the party. Oh. Hey, Carlos. Yeah. Millie uh, said the West Tigers should be sponsored by Libra Tampons because they're going through a bad period right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you've upset Carlos. Um, yeah, so I would, I would, I would say of the ten games, eight are probably winnable. Um, mm, I, I agree. And, and I, look, it's not without, it's not outside the realms of possibilities if we're playing good enough footy that we could jag a win against Souths. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, they're not world beaters. No, I mean, and they've got to travel just as far as we do for that game. That's at Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast, exactly. So um, yeah, it, it all depends on how we regroup after yep. the debacle that was last Saturday afternoon and, and we could pick up the pieces and, and salvage something from this season. Yeah. With, um, with no games this week, no Warriors games, um, we've kind of gone about uh, producing a, a game day 18 that we think uh, should be 
what our side is heading into the last 10 games of the season. Uh, of course, guys like CHT, um, Patahiku haven't been considered due to their season-ending injury. Uh, but of the squad that's available, we've come up with... I've come up with an 18, which I just changed about two minutes ago. <laughs> and, um, and you've come up with an 18. What's your uh, 18? My 18. Okay. This is Rue's uh, ideal Warriors 18 based on all the players we have available uh, to us now. I've gone with RTS at fullback. Dallin Watini Zelezniak strolls onto one wing. And I've got Adam Pompey on the other wing. Ewan Aitken and Rocco Berry in the centres. My halves are Reese Walsh and Chad Townsend. I'm going to throw him straight in there. Um, yep. Forwards, front row, Adam Fanua Blake. I've got Bunty Afoa starting there. Um, and I've got Otokolu playing hooker. Tohu Harris and Eli Katoa in the second row. And Jazz at lock. My bench is Cody Nikarima, Ben Murdoch Masilla. Jack Murchie, Josh Curran, and I've got Bailey uh, Sirinan at 18th man. I, um, I've done an 18, which I've changed since we started the show tonight. Yep. Uh, so my back line is identical to yours. I've got Roger Tulavasa Shek at fullback, uh, Dallin Watani Zelezniak and Adam Pompey in the, in the, on the wings, Rocco Berry, Ewan Aitken in the centres, Reese Walsh at 5'8", and the newly acquired Chad Townsend at halfback. Uh, my forward pack is I've got um, the hyphenated uh, props, Adam Fanua Blake and Jermaine Tanoa Brown at, at, in my front row, Wade Egan at hooker. I've got Tohu Harris and Josh Curran in the second row, and I've got Jazz Tavunga at lock. And my bench, I've got Taniela Otokolo, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Bunty Afar, and Jack Murchie with my 18th man, Cody Nikarima. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is just our thoughts. We know that um, Coach Brown's going to keep Reese Walsh at fullback and all this counts for nothing. But, uh, yeah, we're just kind of interested to see what you guys think uh, would be an eight, uh, game day 18 that you guys would uh, post up. So, by all means, if you don't add it into the chat section here, um, throw it up on our uh, page, post it on yeah. our page. Yeah, put your game um, day cause, yeah, cause we'd, um, Your game day 18, what yeah. you think. What you your game day 18. Because yep. we'd, we'd be really interested to see what uh, people's thoughts are. And, um, you know, you can put your reasoning behind it. But reasoning for me for Jermaine Tanoa Brown, I know he's probably not what um, a lot of people would uh, say is having a good season. But uh, I think Maney gives us a bit of size in that pack in that first 20 minutes. And then I'd be bringing him off and bringing Bunty on uh, Bunty's that kind of guy who, uh, you know, runs off the back fence. He never, he's never going to die wondering. Uh, and I think his impact at the 20 minute mark could be uh, uh, beneficial for us. Um, Torhu in the second row gives us the option to throw him into the front row when we, we rest, you know, Adam or, or Jermaine and you can bring uh, Jack Murchie on in, in the back row. I, I'm a massive fan of Murch. Mm. Um, Murch also offers coming off the bench. He offers a bit of, um, outside back coverage in the centers. If yeah. we do happen to get an outside back injury uh, where, you know, Rocco Berry could move to a wing if it was Adam or, or Dallin that gets injured and merch into the centers. Um, yeah. Uh, I just, 
yeah, that, that that was just my thinking behind the players. I, yeah, I, I had uh, Eli Katoa in there. That might surprise a few people, but he did show some signs in that game against Newcastle. Yeah, he did uh, that. He was uh, he was a few incisive runs. He's starting to regain that sort of combination that he had there out on the edge. And, yep. and I just think we need we need that extra dynamic. Um, player out there he, he offers he offers a bit he's a big body he's um a bit of x factor i suppose is, is what i'm trying to say yeah and that's why i've gone for bunty as well because we need to get off to good start and get some energy yep um early on so that was my reasoning for that yeah um we'll talk about the origin squads in a minute just some quick warriors news uh before we move off the warriors for tonight um congratulations first to reese walsh on his uh, Origin selection, becoming the seventh Warrior to be selected to play for Origin. Uh, six Queenslanders and one New South Welshman. Yeah. Um, Chad Townsend, uh, Warrior number 186, re-signed with the club until the end of this season. So, again, as we said, it's a, a Band-Aid on a, on a shark bite or um, a bit of Mike Doreen plastering on a house. <laughs> thing. Just made it from, uh, from a cyclone. A yeah, yeah. And, and Dallin with Tenny Zalesniak signed until the end of 2023, I believe. Uh, Bulldogs paying half of his 800000 a year salary for this year and next year. I don't know what the deal is for 2023. Um, and then there's still, at this uh, point in time, the Warriors are still heading home for that round 22 home game. Uh, but with the uncertainty of the COVID landscape, uh, especially in Sydney over the past uh, week and a half. Exactly, um, yeah. We, yeah, that probably be a, a watch this space kind of thing mm. over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, as I have said, a lot of the Warriors boys, the New Zealand-based Warriors boys, have have headed home for a bit of rest and relaxation for the next seven days. Um, so we look forward to seeing them <clears throat> uh, back on Australian soil. Yeah, yeah early next yeah. week, re- rejuvenated. Um, and, ready, uh, to ready to rip in, in for the last for the last ten, 10 uh, for a nice ten, 10 match winning streak. Um, so this week is rep round. Uh, Friday night we've got the the women's origin up at Sunshine Coast Stadium, uh, New South Wales versus Queensland. Obviously, uh, this is the one game of the year where I uh, turn my allegiances from the Blues to the Maroons uh, for reasons because of um, a couple of good friends playing in that Maroon squad. Um, so, yeah, uh, I I think it's going to be an easy, an even matchup, though. They're, they're two really good squads. The New South Wales the women's squad game, is... Um, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's jam-packed with, um, with uh, a lot of superstars in that New South Wales squad. Um, it's probably the people that miss out on playing... Uh, in that team are the, is the uh, thing that highlights, like no Kira Dib um, for New South She's Wales. She's been unlucky, hasn't she? She missed out last year too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no Shaley Bent, who's been a, a mainstay in that New South Wales squad for so long. Um, yeah, she uh, didn't get picked for New South Wales this, this time around. So, um, And then that, that Queensland backliner, um, Tamika Upton and Taryn Aitken and... Um, the full name. I can't, I can't quite think yeah, of that's uh, Tamika Upton. Yeah, she carved up in the <coughs> game Tamika last Upton. year. Karina Brown's yeah. moved to the wing. Um, 
the, probably the big one is uh, Ali Brigginshaw moving into lock uh, yeah. to make way for Taryn Aitken to play in the halves with Lauren Brown. So, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I was hoping to go to the game at Sunshine Coast Stadium, but uh, being Sydney-based, can't get out of here now. We can't fly up. So, um, yeah, COVID's kind of stuffed that up for us. Uh, but, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm picking it'll be a close game, mate. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think so. Yeah, it ended up being a close game last year after Queensland dominated. Mate, all of the, the women's origin games have. Like, yeah. New South Wales won the first two, and I think there's only a try in it. And then Queensland won last year when it was taken up the Sunshine Coast. Um, so yeah, I think home ground advantage, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I think Queensland may just get home in in a close one. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday we've got the the uh, men's state of origin, the main game. Uh, no changes to the New South Wales side except for Angus Crichton coming in for who's out? Car. Who is out? Jake Travoyevich, that's it. Oh yeah. Yeah, out through injury. So Crichton's come in, uh, and then a host of changes for Queensland. <laughs> um, I saw, I saw Paul Green's first night in uh, camp this time round. He made them sit there and watch that uh, debacle from the last game, hoping that that'll inspire them to to uh, get some points into them this time round. I still think having like I, I, I think Kirk Cable's a great player. I don't think get me wrong, but I think having him in the centres, nah, yeah, massive, it's... yeah, massive problem. Mate, we don't have anyone else though. I don't know who else we play in the centres. Um, Will Chambers. Well, they obviously they obviously weren't that keen to get him back in there. Phil Sammy, as he, I don't know that he's played Brian that Kelly much. Brian Kelly, a Queenslander. Who? Sorry, Brian Kelly. I think he's from Northern New South Wales. So oh, I think okay. I think he's from like Lismore, Kyogle, or something like that. So I know he North came North. through Manly and then went to um, yeah. Gold Coast, but I wasn't sure where he had come from. I'm pretty sure he's is Northern New South Wales. So look, I don't know. I, that's never stopped Queensland from picking a centre before, though. No, <laughs> that's in Queensland. Nothing. Wherever, wherever you, yeah, northern, northern rivers. That's in Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Lismore. That's close enough to Queensland. <laughs> yeah. Talking about Kempsey was in Queensland. Kempsey, Kempsey is in Queensland, haven't you? What did you yeah, do no, geography sorry, in, in no. school, mate? Come on. No, I didn't. Yeah, except um, Palmerston North. That's in New South Wales. Remember. Um, yeah, what about Olam? Olam could have been picked. Yeah, I saw that. I'm so glad that he didn't. Um, like as we spoke about last week, the integrity of Origin. Like we've, yeah. we've got to, yeah, we've got to maintain that. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say, mate. I, I looked at that team, and on paper, I know over the years, on paper, Queensland just haven't matched up to New South Wales ever since I can remember state of origin. You look at the two teams and you're like talent wise, the blues have got it over us every year, but it's whatever you want to call it, that Queensland pride, passion, uh, playing for the Jersey. You know what you say when we pull the Queensland Jersey over our heads, you know, you just go up an extra, extra gear. But this year I look at it and I look at that blues team and I'm like, that's absolute powerhouse. Like I can't, you can't find a weak link in there anywhere. All those like Travoy, the form Travoyevich is in, and the way that he terrorised um, poor old Capewell. Yeah, um, I and, know. And the Reese, uh, look, and the Reese Walsh situation. Um, 
there's been a lot of debate about that, whether he's too young and you got you got Gus Gould coming out and saying one thing. It was a cat. Was he saying it was a disgraceful act by the Queensland selectors? To yeah, but it. is he is he saying that because he's aligned with the Warriors that's, now? That's what a lot of people are saying. Is that and, and I must admit, selfishly, I was not wanting him to get picked. From a Warriors from a Warriors point of view, I did not want him to get picked. It can go it can go two ways in origin. He could go out there and he can have an absolute blind. Everyone's like, what a great move. This guy's gonna be in the Queensland jersey for the next decade. You got, you know, that's next Billy Slater, blah, blah, blah. The other side yep. of the coin, how many players have we seen come into origin, play one match, have a shocker, it ruins their confidence. You barely hear from that player again. It's Jared a- Mullen is the one that comes to mind when everyone talks about that. There's, you know, highlight, um, earmarked to be the next Andrew Johns. Uh, played one game in Origin, uh, was awful. Nathan Merritt, another one at South Sydney. Yep. You know, gets gets his Origin start. Is found out uh, massively. Um, Terry Campisi, yeah. like yep. these these kind of guys. Everyone say, oh, these guys should be in Origin. They get in there and. Um, I, I think I also think back to, and I heard this. This was mentioned on 360 last night. The Justin Hodges scenario. Remember his Origin debut? He threw those two passes that led to tries. Even though Queensland won on the night, they said it took him a long time to get over that, and it was a long time before he reestablished himself back in that Queensland team yeah, as well. It was. Um, it can go two ways. They brought up Darren Lockyer's Test debut um, in 1998 against the Kiwis. Yeah. And yep. he, he had a dead set shocker and he, he set up four tries for us, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Sean Hoppy picking up the, the dregs a couple of times to score. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, he bounced back and, and obviously Lockyer, one of the greatest players of all time. Yep. That's that's the thing for me. Like Reese Walsh, he's an eighteen year old kid, he's played seven first grade games. He's fearless, as we've seen. He goes in there, as you mentioned before, he's got a bit of that Maloney factor about him. He's not yep. afraid to try something. If he makes a mistake, you know he's not going to go into his shell. But this is the biggest stage of all in rugby league. This is the this is the the toughest game, three yeah. games that you will have. And look, the, the thing that Queensland have probably got going for him this time around is um, that that first game uh, that was Munster's first game back from injury. He hadn't played for about a month. Same with Harry Grant. Welsh. Harry Grant's not playing this game. I- know that but Munster Munster will be better for the run um I think he was embarrassed by how he played in that last game um but I don't think Munster at his best is going to change what yeah that 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 Queensland that New South Wales backline is just potent it's It's just scary it's uh, and you've got you've got Cyborg running him around the uh, like directing him around the park and he he is he plays he, nothing phases that kid, you know. Um, Luai is playing out of his skin with confidence. You got uh, Toto on one wing and Adokar on the other. You know, Teddy at fullback with Latrell and, and Turbo. It's like there's, there's no weakness in that back line. It's no, um, none at all. So for Queensland to win this game, they're going to have to win the the middle of the park. They're going to have to win the ruck. Um, they're going to have to bash New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, New South Wales. Uh, out of the game and off the ball. And I, I just can't see them doing that. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, they've picked McCulloch at hooker. So uh, they lose a lot of that. Yeah, they lose a lot down. of that intensity out of, yeah, dummy half that um, that Harry Grant Harry was giving Grant. them. Harry Grant, yeah. I mean, this time around, they'll have Ben Hunt. Um, but, you know, Ben Hunt's got his demons too. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Big... So, yeah, yeah look, funny. I hate to say it. Like, I just look at it and I, I can't see anything more than, you know, a one-point Queensland win. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually disappointed that there's no other games on in respect to the fact that, like, it's supposed to be rep round and there's no other rep games. So, um, you know, I thought there might have been a Papua New Guinea versus Tonga or Samoa versus, yeah. you know, something. It, should have, it could have been something on, you know, but, yeah, they, they haven't put... There was, there was word about anything. that months ago. Um, like, months ago, they were saying that that was, it was off the table and I couldn't understand why. I don't know whether it was COVID or what the scenario was. Yeah. But it used to be good watching those, like, they used to have a triple header on the, uh, the Saturday, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, Nick McCurchy, you can't talk about when North Sydney get beaten. Uh, that's a no-no. We don't talk about that. Um, he has asked, Rue, how many Queensland jerseys do you own? Uh, I think I've only got one. Yeah, I've only got one New South Wales yeah, jersey. I only need one. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's for jerseys three that you wear three, three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Millie Robinson, Hammer, how many tattoos do you have? I have three. Um, Thousand. Yeah, I... I I don't class them as how many because I've got I've got two full sleeves, so both arms are full sleeve tattoos. Um, I've got my whole back done, um, so that kind of classes as one tattoo. My two sleeves actually come up over onto my chest, um, so that so I'd say one sleeve onto my chest is one, one sleeve onto my chest is two, my back is three. I got uh, like calf and and thigh, uh, sorry thigh and um, hamstring on one leg uh, and a couple on um, on my ribs. So, yeah, I have a few. I'm heavily tattooed. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, we're kind of throwing up, and just something for you guys to consider. We, As we push on forward with our shows over the next couple of weeks, we're, <clears throat> we've actually got a bit of a milestone show coming up for us in a few weeks um, where we'll hit our 50th show. Uh, which was yeah. uh, 20 shows last last year. We're under 25 this year so far, and so in a couple of weeks we'll we'll have our 50th show come up. So we're, we're kind of thinking for our 50th, we'll just do a a, a simple uh, Tuesday night, uh, no guest, uh, no footy speak, and it'll just be we'll open the floor to you guys, and you guys can ask us ask any us questions anything. you might yep. like us to ask, whether it be yeah, football related, something about our backgrounds um that kind of stuff so if that's something you know you guys would be interested in um in taking part in uh let us know and we'll set that up for a couple of weeks on a on a tuesday night before we do our standard wednesday night show um but yeah uh just let us know um what we got upcoming games mate what do we got coming up we have a game against the dragons at central coast stadium Round 16 match. That's a Friday night game. Um, and then following that, round 18, again, at Central Coast Stadium, a big match against the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Well, from Ticketek, don't forget to use the code VWMEMBER2021. So as in Vodafone Warriors Member 2021. And those are Bays 6, 7, and 8. So make sure you sit there with the boys, with the Warrior Nation crew. Yep. Um, and as, as always, uh, when we're at the games, there's always plenty of posters available. Grab So come and grab some posters from uh, Hammer or myself if I'm able to be down there or uh, alternatively up in Queensland. 
I'll be at all the games up here. So come and come and find me. And, Hammers, uh, Hammers uh, possibly bringing a special guest to the Panthers game. Um, the uh, the big O himself, Olsen Filipana, uh, oh. is yeah probably going to come up to that game with us. Um, so you know, great of New Zealand Rugby League. Yes, not a Legend, Warriors player. Legendary. We do realise that. He's been um, before but, the Warriors um, time. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, spoke through to uh, Laurie Hale a couple of weeks ago and. He kind of put the idea into my head. Um, Olsen works where Carlos and I work. So had a chat to Olsen at work the other day and he was, um, yeah, he was all for it. So yeah, he wants awesome. to come up and probably watch that game. So, yeah. Yeah. So that round 18, we're looking at that. Uh, round 17, we've got the Sharks, haven't we, mate? Ah, uh, oh, yes. That- no, we do. We got the Sharks in a very rare Channel 9 game as well. That's on the Sunday afternoon in the Origin Affected Round. Um, yep. So that's the, our first of two games against the Sharks this year, and obviously both must-win games. And we've got um, live chat next week, uh, next Wednesday. We're chatting with um, Warriors hardman Kevin Campion, the champion. Uh, it'll be our only show next week. We we have no uh, like game review to do next week because uh, there's obviously no NRL games this week again. Yep. Um, so then next Wednesday, we'll be talking to Campo. Uh, we'll be talking live. a bit of Origin as well, being the first ever uh, Warriors player to play State of Origin. Yep. Um, um, we'll yeah. probably ask his thoughts on um, the debacle that is the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, seeing as though he won two premierships there in their glory days. Yep. Um, actually, all four teams that he's played at have, have made grand finals, haven't they? The Dragons. Oh, no, he played for the Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Well, Gold Coast he? Seagulls he played for two Seagulls. years. Bit hard for yeah. them to uh, to win a premiership. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, two weeks after Campo on the Tuesday night, we've got. Um, is it two weeks? No, the week after. Sorry, the never next yeah. week. Steve Price, uh, Warriors, Legend. great Warriors captain. Uh, really looking forward to that one. Can't wait for that one. Um, yeah, and as always, if you miss the live shows, you can always catch up on. Um, through our Facebook videos uh, or on our podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Radio Direct, and we're now on iHeartRadio as well. iHeartRadio, um, we sure are. YouTube as well. I'll yep, be uploading YouTube, a lot of our chats. Yep. Yep. And, of course, um, you know, any news and stuff like that, we all put up, we uh, put on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so, yeah, again, we just thank everyone's support for, you know, allowing us to, to do this thing that we love doing uh, for you guys. And we love that you guys join in and, and yeah, thank you guys. Yeah. yeah um, sincerely. We really appreciate it. And listen, listen to a couple of has beens ramble on about our favorite team. A couple of has beens, a couple of never was a couple of never was Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks Christian. Thanks for your support, mate. I uh, love that you, you tune in uh, every week. Um, mate, that's that, that about wraps it up well. for this yeah. week. It does. It's been a mammoth show tonight, hasn't it? Two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Of absolute quality, though. Yeah. Let's not deny it. Yeah. We, we can waffle on, though. We can waffle on. There is a lot to dissect um, when it is when we talk Warriors football because, uh, yeah, it's never an easy conversation, is it? <laughs> no. No, it isn't. And that's, no. that's half the fun. As I say to some of our mates, it's like, hey, being a Warriors fan, you've always got plenty to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely we do. But don't forget, guys, um, let us know if you want us to do that uh, Q&A show 
a live Q&A show uh, in a couple of weeks um, where you guys can take the floor and pretty much run run the show. We'll just uh, sit here and answer your questions. Uh, and also, um, yeah, post up your Warriors game day 18, the, the best 18 that you think we should be uh, putting on the puck every week. Who you to... would pick to run out against the Dragons? Yep. Mm. Yep. Uh, and, you know, barring injury uh, yep. every week thereafter. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, and we look forward to speaking to you next week when we're joined by Kevin Campion. Uh, aside from that, uh, go the Mighty Maroons on Friday night and go the Blues on uh, on Sunday. I know I'll, it's, I'll it's say not... uh, let's go a Maroons double. Yeah. <laughs> Can't see that happening. Um, <laughs> And, uh, oh, well. yeah, have a good weekend, and we'll, we'll speak to you later. Cheers, mate. All right. Thanks, guys. Great to chat as always. See ya. Yeah, buddy. Bye.